Hey, what's up, DBC fans? If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let us explain. Well, first of all, Freddie, the best part is it's free. There's nothing better than using a free, awesome service. To make the process simple and easy, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor helps people find your show by distributing the podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more platforms. Also, you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. I like like money. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. We love using Anchor. It's a great platform that lets us hear from the fans and reaction theater with Anchor's Leave a Message feature. So when you create your account with Anchor, you can also utilize their feature and make your own podcast. TJ will uh, be your first guest. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That's A-N-C-H-O-R dot F-M to get started. Nobody's listening, but I don't care. I'm on an episode of Door Bumper Clear. I'm TJ Majors. This is Brent Griffin. Hey, me too now. This is Freddie Kraft. Get ready. Be ready. Be ready. Give me what you got here. New leader. Oh, watch out for this guy. White flag. Recognize. Go low. Go low. Clear. Bring home. Three wide. Coming to the line. Door. Bumper. Clear. La 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 la. Lovely love. Danny, whatever Danny does is great. Although the la 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 coddles lovely love. Who are your championship four picks? Freddie, you want to start? Uh, Denny Hamlin. Find you troubles. Hamlin had a rough day too. Whatever, like, again, whatever he did yesterday, I thought he did a great job with that. So. Yeah, I mean, I'm spot on. I thought it was a great move by Denny. I think everything Denny does is perfect. You shut up! <laughs> You're bought off. He's bought off, TJ. <laughs> So I'm, I'm going to be protein Denny here too. We might need Megan here when and let and play that for next week. She's going to have questions. Hey everybody, I'm TJ Majors. It's part of the 22 wide cup car in the 99 pickup truck. Congratulations, well played, TJ well played, Majors, Jason. spotter of the 22 cup car. It's quite a big win yesterday. That's the second biggest race you can win all year. I don't Compa- disagree with you. Competing next to Phoenix S- at the end. Stamped your ticket to Phoenix. Brett Griffin, spotter for Clint Boyer. We had another cluster f- of a day. Uh, hopefully with the, these last three races remaining, we can get through one smoothly without somebody knocking our car. Uh, yesterday, the 21 car thought we had a target on our car, and he just kept hitting it every restart, and he finally took us out. I mean, I'm Freddie Kraft's spotter for Bubba Wallace, and just Brett just drove straight into the side of me yesterday. I don't get it. Like, sorry, I <laughs> had a little bit of help. Uh, so you yeah. guys keep hitting, you know, just two weeks in like a row. Magnets. It's a lot more than two weeks. It's been pretty much every week, I think, this year. Plus, and uh, I'm in a new house. Uh, back again covering for Casey Boat. You guys had help on the infield, though. Did you see Clint's fans that were telling you guys to pit by laying down, spelling out pit? That was funny. That was awesome. Those are uh, definitely his people. Those, they they yes. were like laying down, spelling out 14, uh, yeah. pit. That's epic. Like That's good stuff. That's actually pretty funny. I didn't know they wrote pit there. I saw yeah, them put they the wrote 14. pit at one point. Those people deserve 
something. Because <laughs> they were making fun free. of yeah Chase not having radios, and they said now Pitt's people or Clint's people are teaming up on him, telling Chase when to pit, <laughs> and they spelt pit. <laughs> I think that may have been photoshopped. Nassau really? Chasm has been doing it. Either way, it was funny. I saw the fourteen though yeah. too. I mean, I it my the only other one I saw was they wrote sixty nine in the. <laughs> I thought that was that was definitely photoshopped because what was that referencing? I don't know how many Biffle. laps you were down. I, I think it was Biffle. <laughs> Biffle, it was Biffle. Every <laughs> trying to get Biffle to come back. That's one thing I miss about Biffle. Like every tweet, every other tweet, sixty nine. <laughs> I'm coming nice. back. What's your boat name? <laughs> Oh man! Well, TJ, hell of a job yesterday. I don't. I hate to give you any kind of compliment, but that was that was uh, that was pretty impressive. I don't know how the hell you held the car off that long. That was that much faster than you. Uh yeah, that four was probably three tenths faster than us if he gets biased. Because um, he's fast, man. He's so fast on the straightaways. He's so trimmed out. I think um, fast, but you know, in the hard. The hard part about Kansas, it's a wide racetrack. At Texas, you could have done that for 200 laps easily. At Kansas, man, they can run the top, bottom, middle. Um, so it's, you know, Joey, man, you put pressure on Joey, he just he just steps up, man. And he did everything he needed to do for those last 40. Even before that, when Paul put him on, you know, two tires there, we kind of had to we had to maintain to make something out of a finish because we didn't get stage points. We got, like, one or two stage points all day. And... We needed to do something to try to get up near the front, and you know, Paul put them two tires on. Joey maintained, and then our pit crew got us out in front of Kevin, and Joey was able to beat him on the restart, and, and then we were able to cover seven lanes. So yeah, pit stops, restarts, block like crazy. That's what this package is. Like you, you look at. We talked about a few weeks ago. The one car was was kind of irrelevant all day. Not definitely not up there contending to win the race. Once he got. The track position in the lead, you couldn't beat him, and and this kind of reminded me of that. I mean, there were times where TJ and I were around TJ and I were around each other, racing for tenth. Neither one of us are up there, you know, about trying to take the lead by any yeah. means. Similar speed in our cars. Um, I, I have to say, I don't know how much money you got paid yesterday, but there's no way Joey Logano wins that race without somebody in his ear assisting him with making that many blocks because there was a run that Kevin had in turn two that I thought for sure he would at least get a chance to get a fender on you. And when Joey faded the bottom, Kevin's car shot to the right. He lost seven car yeah. lengths, literally at the, at the flip of a hat. And, and within a lap and a half, he was right back on Joey's bumper. And and I saw, you know, Kevin working really hard to try to get runs and get momentum. And every time Joey made the block, it stalled him out and it shut him down. And without a lot of good information from a spotter, you don't win that race. I know Joey's a talented race car driver. I know he's good at blocking, but it takes a lot of information to to win that race, and you don't win it without one heck of a spotter in your ear. Period. That's just the way it is. I mean, it's 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 not like it's not like a plate race the way you were having to block, but it certainly required you to know every single run that was coming. And Kevin made yeah. a run every lap. He if he if he cracks our our court, our bumper in the back, he's he's got us. In my opinion, if he gets next to us at all on a straightaway, he's gone. Yeah. Um. So it's really important to make sure we basically just. If he went low, we had to be right in front of him. If he went high, we needed to be at probably a car length or so lower than him just to put him in that wake where he couldn't he couldn't carry momentum. So. I saw you come off a of four a few times and not even blend up to the wall at all and then use the apron down the front stretch. It was trying faster. To, trying to break that momentum. Well, it was just faster. We were shortening the radius up, and we didn't need to run up there. Like 
the first times we started qualifying with this package, guys would come off turn four and qualify and not even run all the way to the wall because you don't need to. Yeah. And Kevin, I think, needed to use – so I went back and watched the race last night. He wasn't full throttle till late in the corner because he was loose. And he's needing all the racetrack. We weren't. So that was kind of helping us a little bit. But once he was full throttle, he's coming. So I just um, thought it was interesting because you've made more references on this show than anybody that these things drive like slot cars. And when you're coming off the corner, turn four at Kansas, and literally you didn't even blend to the wall at all. No, nah, we, I think we ran two lanes off saying. the bottom line of far, at most yeah. at the furthest point. But, no, Joey uh, – Joey did an incredible job, though, just not making any mistakes. And we passed a lot of lap cars in the end. Wait. I think that helped us a little bit because we were – I think we had – we were more handling. Yeah. And uh, I think that helped us because you could tell whenever we got around three or – you know, two or three lap cars and us, the air is just disturbed that much more. It was hard for Kevin to kind of – to get a run at that point because there was so much dirty air. And there was dirty air in all the lanes at that point. And yeah. He couldn't get a run. But that's – uh. I want to take it back to you and the you and the two car, right? So the two cars running second. Kevin catches him. You see those guys get too wide. Did you think for a minute that you might be able to get away? Um, I didn't think we could get all the way away. Those two guys were, they had they just had more more speed, and um, we were try we were built for handling, but we were really loose in the beginning. We weren't we weren't very strong in the beginning, but the closer you get to the front, the better your car yeah, handles. Better too. It drives. So you know I. I didn't think I liked when they were racing because it kind of gave us a couple laps of if they're pulling each other's quarter panels, it gives you a little bit of freedom for a little bit. But as soon as one guy gets shot through, man, he's coming. Did you think Bowman came from nowhere? I was watching him creep up there, and I don't know, man. It, he was fast. I'm not sure he was faster than the four. I think he was benefiting from us holding the four up, but he definitely had. He was fast in the middle part of the race, too. I just I don't know if he got bottled up on restarts or something. Uh but he, he caught us, and we would try to take his lane a little bit, and he would go to the other lane and just carry more speed no matter what. We went to the top, he rolled the bottom faster. We went to the bottom, he rolled the top faster. So we couldn't we couldn't hold him off. But he was he was strong all day, man. That car was probably a top three car. So, But I was really hoping that Bowman and him got to racing with five to go because I figured if they if they got to swapping, you know, back and forth, we would probably be able to, you know, that would be pretty clear to the end. But... Man, he took, like, one shot of him, and that was it. And then here comes Harvick again. I'm like, gosh, go away, Harvick. Good Lord. <laughs> Just go. Get away. You've won enough. Yeah. Hey, before we get into the show, I got to give a shout-out to Michael Annette. So he, I guess he was listening last week and sent me a text message and brought up a very good point that we did not bring up last week on here. You trying when, to get an Xfinity job? When we were talking now. When we, <laughs> I spotted Michael uh, back in the day at, at uh, Baldwin's. But – um. So we were talking last week about the Super Bowl, you know, racing the same day as the Super Bowl. And he texted me and said, how could you possibly not bring up the fact, what if it rains? Which it hardly ever does in Daytona, only like every day. Um, he's like, now, now what? Now what do you do? Like, you're going to push the race back to race against the Super Bowl? I'm like, oh, that's a hell of a point. So good point, Michael. He, he no, we'll was, run Monday. He was, Monday night NASCAR. Thanks for listening, Michael. Thanks for listening. He told me he told me he's got a bunch of good points, but I said that's not possible because we're always perfect. Yeah, he here. used to be the fighter in the hockey steal. Like he was the guy that they sent out to fight. Did you know that? <laughs> no. What? Yeah, he was a hockey player. I know he was a hockey yeah, player. I knew he was really? a hockey player. Yeah. And he was the guy that you know, there's always the guy on the, the hockey team that if you mess with one of the good players, this guy comes off the bench and just fights you. Like I think he was the fighter guy. Probably. Yeah. I can huh. see that. I don't ever. I don't understand why they put the sticks down when they fight. Use the <laughs> you sticks. You think they should just people for patience? Ah! We use the stick, bro. Yeah. 
<laughs> you look for stuff to pick up in a fight, not stuff to lay down. <laughs> Page on another jackhammer. I heard guys. he was actually pretty good at hockey. I heard it was he. I mean, yeah, he, I think so. Where is yeah. he from? Speaking of hockey, I felt like the whole field uh, yesterday was just constipated. Nobody could pass gas. Nobody could pass anything. Shh. It was terrible. We, we, I was. Th- Has we, it ever been any harder to no, freaking that was, pass? That was pretty bad yesterday. And I said that to Bubba. We were like back in 18th, 19th something, and we were stuck behind. I forget who. We were fast. Same thing. We're like we were faster than we just could get like two back, and we're trying to use the top to generate a run. And I'm like, just be patient, man. There's nobody passing. There's this whole field throughout the whole field. There's no passing. And he, whoever it was, we finally got him. He goes, Hey, there's a pass. <laughs> Do you not remember? When you were like, oh, yeah, this package loves cold air, cold racetracks and stuff. They like speed. You remember when you were saying that? Yeah. I Where mean, was that? It, Chicago land? But it though? evolves. It evolves. I mean, it, well, like, we, went, we went and tested this thing in Vegas, mm. and it hated hot temperatures. And, you know, we'd start off in the mornings. We'd see a little bit of racy stuff. And it's the same thing now. Like, we race on restarts, and then it's over. I feel like yesterday was – you remember that we, that Vegas test we went to the first time with this package when we were trying it out, and it was same, It was exactly like that yesterday. Yeah. I felt like that's the first time that it was back to that. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know if it was just the cold temperatures or what, but, like, that Vegas test, it didn't matter. Like, I got we, Bubba got out front, and we led a whole 20-lap segment or whatever we did there. Yeah. Nobody could get around us. Same as yesterday. That. Like I was at Disney. <laughs> yeah. I, feel like, I feel like Dover was the worst race this package has ever seen. And I last think, year, yeah, yeah, yep, last year Dover. This year Dover, I thought was a heck of, heck of a lot better. But then yesterday reminded me of that Dover look. These cars, you can't give that much grip. A cold racetrack, and just a ton of speed, man. It's just not. These guys, I know I said Harvick was loose, but he was stuck still. When when like, you you didn't see like um. You know, it's not. I don't know. It's hard to describe. These guys aren't. When you can drive from top to bottom in the corner, like we didn't used to be able to do that. Where you entered the corner was where you had to run. You couldn't, you couldn't, like I saw guys go in up top, turn to the bottom for exit, go into the bottom, leave up top. Like you couldn't do that back in the day. Yeah, when you were fading the two car in one and two, you would enter in and then you kept drifting out toward the wall, drifting, drifting, drifting. It was pretty obvious that the grip was abundant for the for that part of the race. You know, but at the same time, if Harvick has a car that is that much faster than you and and anybody can see that he's that much faster than you how in the heck can he get those runs and literally not do anything with it i mean i don't want to tell you this <laughs> i'm not going to give away any secrets but uh there, there's things that you can do that i don't think a lot of people have figured out yet um he tried a lot of things and i knew his move was going to be we knew his move was going to be he kept going low at the start finish line and then swerving back up trying to get us to go back up quicker because I knew he wanted to try to get to the bottom in one and two. And if he could crack our quarter panel, he was probably going to he was probably going to stay there. And he tried it twice. The second time he almost got there, but we were just we were just prepared for it. We knew we knew he was looking to do it and you can just watch that nose. You can when he squared up behind your car right before you turn to the corner, he cre- he would creep one way or the other where he was going to run. And he kept trying to bait us it like he kept he was really smart with it. I mean, he did everything he could do. He kept trying to stay high, stay high. And then when he got close to one time, he tried to shoot to the bottom, and, and Joey, we were just on top of it. Joey saw it, and I saw it, and and they had him. He was actually on the in-car camera. Uh, they had his. They were on his roof cam or in-car camera. I can't remember. But he went down and behind us, and it was like, Wham! like he had to lift all the way out of it. And that was like, that was a, a huge moment for us, like to block that move. That was like his home run right there. So it's definitely tough with this package, though. And... He, you know, luckily, we go to Texas, man. If it's 
that's a narrow racetrack right now. Wow. We, uh, me and Joy rewatched the race last night for Texas already. And man, it's nowhere near what Kansas is. It's a two lane racetrack and it's, um, shoot, man, if we can get a good start, we might lead every lap. <laughs> um, I'd like to, but you know, it's, uh, it's good to have the win right now and be able to give a guy like Paul Wolf and them two weeks to work on a car to prepare a car. And now we can just go race. You know, we can go, I hate to say it, we can go make friends for two weeks and, I doubt it. Yeah, no. We'll, we'll, end up, <laughs> we'll still be racing hard. Was it cold on the roof yesterday? Yeah. How, it was nice probably for you for it to be cold and not hot. What's that mean? Uh, what are you trying to say? Nothing. It was. It was. They uh, had a lot of fun on Saturday it was night. Let's bone just say that chilling. We did cold. not have a lot of fun on Saturday. It got yeah. colder. Like it was like you got up there before the race. You're like 20 minutes before the race. Like ah, oh, it's not too bad. But then like 30 minutes into the race, you're like, it's kind of cold. Like I'm starting to get cold. And then. You know, I said uh, last week on the show that when it's windy out, you know, you want to stand next to a guy like Herm, and then he come up to me and was like, I listened to the show. What's that mean? <laughs> yeah, I was cuddled up to Barknall like a little puppy. You imagine getting I between... I had a lot of friends yesterday for some reason. I don't know why. I'm not going to say it. Herm gets a little angry. Herm will kick your ass. You got to be careful. Well, he's too slow. I don't know. You see Herm run I'll ever? tell you what. I'll tell you what. Herm is definitely not slow. Have you ever tried to walk with him speed going to the car walker. after the Yeah, race that's speed over? walking. Have you ever seen Herm do anything it, else It don't fast? matter. He can run. He can walk faster than I can run. Forty yard dash. Who wins? Me or Herm? Probably you. I don't know, but Herm's got that high gear, man. He <laughs> he might win a hundred yard dash. You might win the forty. hundred yards. <laughs> you think? You, <laughs> you don't think neither of us are going to make a hundred? Uh, I'm telling you. The NFL right. players run out of steam at like seventy. <laughs> you want us to go hundred? Yeah, go for it. Not happening. It wasn't that bad yesterday. I thought it was nice. That means the rest of us were freezing. <laughs> I had pants on. That's like the telltale sign if it's cold out or not. I know. Freddie, I, I, Brett got up there. I'm like, hey, has Freddie got shorts on? Because I figured he would have shorts on. <laughs> no, couldn't do it yesterday. Yeah, you guys all looked bundled up there. I mean, they kept saying on TV how cold it was. So, from the, Charlotte. The flag was freaking pinned straight the whole race. Yeah. Like, it, was, it never changed. I don't know out. why anybody would want to live out there. I just don't know how it's always the, in windy. Kansas City. How the hell does the temperatures just drop thirty degrees in a day? Like ah, it's seventy. It's yeah, a little it's, windy on Saturday, it's and then always oh, it's thirty-five windy. on Friday. Sunday. I mean, is it never? I've never been out there and it not be windy. Dude, I got up this morning, looked at the weather, and I'm like, oh, it's gonna, oh, it's gonna rain for the next five days. Starting tomorrow, it's like rain every day out there. I didn't change the location. I was like, oh, then I'm like, oh wait, this is uh, Shawnee, Kansas, or something <laughs> close to where we were at. And Forty miles an hour winds every and day. Cold and good lord. We need all you listeners to do us a big favor. We tell you every week about our awesome presenting sponsor, OfferPad, and we need you guys to show them some love. All you have to do is log on to OfferPad.com and check out how easy they make the home buying and selling process. It'll blow you away. We've had a ton of listeners do this over the last month, and we want everyone to get in on the action. You get a cash offer on your home within 24 hours. Why not see how much your home would sell for? I'm happy I did it. And when you're on OfferPad.com getting your offer, please tell them we sent you by selecting the podcast option. How did you hear about us question? How cool is that that you can go on a website and get an offer on your house now? It used to be such a process to get a, to get even an offer, like to find out what your house was worth and all that. Now you can just go Everything. to this website, OfferPad, and, and get an offer like Freddie did. Yeah, it's perfect. I did it, but my, I didn't tell my wife. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was gonna. What I wanted to do was, I was gonna do it and then send it to Megan's email. <laughs> so I nonchalantly brought up to my wife because the housing market's hot right now, and I'm like, so. Uh, and I, 
I knew I was in trouble when we walked into this house a few years ago. And she's like, this is my dream home. And I'm like, oh, mm, okay. And, uh, yeah, so. So, so she don't maybe think she's going to bite on the offer? Maybe if she's listening, um, please. <laughs> Start packing. <laughs> Order some boxes. <laughs> when the truck shows up, she'll get I have get lots of those. You guys you can get boxes. No, no. But I will if I sell my house. <laughs> if I sell my house, I'll have one of the next one. <laughs> and before we get started, let's hear more about our presenting sponsor of OfferPad. Hi, we're OfferPad, the new way homes are sold. Go to OfferPad.com, tell us about your home, and we'll send you a great purchase offer. Or if that's not your style, we can also list your home with tons of free OfferPad services, free handyman fixes, house cleaning, yard work, and more to get your home show ready. We can even advance renovation costs to maximize your home's value. Whatever way you want to sell, you're sold with OfferPad. Sell your way today at OfferPad.com. Spot on. Spot on. Spot off. Spot off. Spot off. Spot off. Spot off. Spot on. You like it. Spot off. You don't like it. And you say why either way. All right. Time for spot on. Spot off. The first one here, we... Talked about it a lot at the beginning, but from the other side of things, the first one is Kevin Harvick unable to pass Joey Logano for the lead in the final 42 laps. TJ, you start this off. If anybody spot offs this, I'm going to be angry. I got a big spot off in my notes over here, just so you know. Your whole, most of your notes are spot off anyway, (laughs) except for anything about Denny. Is Denny great? Spot on. Still great. (laughs) Still great. Uh, Spot on to, uh, you know, being locked into the this is a huge race. I mean, how do how can you if if you know anybody in the in the um, playoffs still wins this race? It's huge, no matter who it is, minus the guy that's already basically locked into Phoenix. Um, it's hard. I mean, it's huge. No matter who win, anybody in the playoffs wins this race is huge. Yeah, you know, it, it obviously was a huge win for for Joey and TJ. So spot on for those guys making it to the championship. Spot off for once again the faster car can't make the pass for the lead. That's uh, I don't know. That's frustrating. I mean, and, and again, I mean there were times yesterday when I was the faster car. I was three tenths faster than guys in front of me, and once you catch them, you just can't pass them. So I don't know how we fix that problem with the amount of downforce that we have and where we are horsepower wise. But it's it's frustrating as a competitor to be in that situation. And and, and I mean once again, we talked about it a few weeks ago. Kurt Busch steals a win. I think Joy Logano stole a win yesterday. And, hey, good for them guys. They definitely earned it. They, it wasn't a gimme with what they had to do those last 40 laps. Yeah, I mean, like you said, spot on for TJ and Joey. Um, that's probably, in my imagination, that's probably the third biggest race you could win all year between Daytona 500, the championship race, and then that race to lock in the playoffs of the first race of the round of eight. Um, but, yeah, spot off, spot off just for the fact that, like you said, the, Kevin Harvick was <coughs> – I would say easily three to five, four or five tenths faster than you yeah. guys were. And you could see it just by the fact of how much ground he made up every time he lost ground. You know, he'd fall back seven cars and then he'd be back up there in a lap. And we, we saw that in the first stage. I think it was the 11th stage. Oh, Danny, you remember that guy? Yeah, he's pretty good. Uh, but no, that first stage, he, he got out front and the four couldn't get around him either. But it did a lot of the same stuff, just kind of moving around, taking Kevin's line away. And, and they held on for that stage win. And then, you know, Paul makes a great call. Two tires there. The second to last stop, right? And I think, you know, that got Joey some more track position. He was able to hold on to it and put himself in a position to come off pit road first on that last one. And and then just they just did a hell of a job blocking. I mean, as a spotter, 
that's 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 a great win for a spotter. You know, what I mean, we've talked about this on here all the time about You're working your ass off. The, the you know, <laughs> a lot of times some of it's out of our hands. You know, your, your car's not good enough. Somebody's better. But like these plate races, you know, a race like yesterday, that's kind of the stuff we live for. You know, you want the ball in your hands. You want to be able to to feel like you played a part in it. So that was, that was again, I hate to say this, but good job, TJ. Jason, that can you just record that? <laughs> can you record that clip and cut it, Jason? Just play it a lot the next whenever you know. I'll make an intro around it. Yeah. Oh boy. Please do. Next one here, Bob Pockris noted that TJ talked nonstop during the run to the finish, while Harvick Spotter talked sporadically. Brett. Bob Pockras, who was it that called him that? Casey, wasn't it? Casey. She introduced <laughs> him, right? Don't act like you don't call. Matt, you know, you mess Bob up your part. Too. Yeah, you can't say De Benedetto. <laughs> yeah. Man, this guy provides us with more knowledge than any other journalist <laughs> in does. the sport of NASCAR. He is the man. He was I a great I, guest on this show, too. I, I, he was. I wish I had his hair. Uh, <laughs> look, Bob Pockrass saying that TJ <laughs> talk nonstop is, is, is not a surprise because the position that TJ was in – Every single lap, there was a run coming to his car's bumper, so TJ was having to feed that information. You know, there wasn't a whole lot that Harvick Spotter could do until the 88 comes to the party, and then you've got to start worrying about protecting your real estate and potentially getting a push from that guy. I mean, we did see some guys get hooked up yesterday down the backstretch, and if that happens, you know, it puts yeah, – it, it I was worried about that. It puts a lot of momentum there. So, uh, you know, Tim Fita with Kevin Harvick obviously worked well together, won a lot of races together. And, and Tim's won nine races in the Xfinity Series this year with Chase Briscoe, uh, two experienced spotters doing, doing a great job, but completely two different jobs. Like for Harvick, he's just looking to get to the fender, and there isn't a whole hell of a lot that, that Tim can do other than tell him, hey, Kevin, we got to run up. And I'm, I'm sure Timmy was telling him that. Kevin's not a guy that likes to run up against the wall. You know, he's no. not a Kyle Larson. He's not a, a, a Martin Truex. But, but he needed momentum. He needed his car to be wound up. So I'm sure he was getting a lot of good information there. Yeah, like you said, you, I think you saw probably, I don't know, five to go or so. He kind of backed up to the 88, I think, because there was a bigger gap. And then, you know, just kind of got that shove. But the same thing, at the same time, the 88 can't, can't really get on Kevin because of that same yeah. bubble. Like, he can't get to him. So, you know, they, they – I was just, worried about the 88 catching him off the corner and getting close to him and giving him a good yeah, shove. Um, but, obviously, TJ has to talk nonstop at that point. It just – Finally. Even if Kevin gets out front, it's not going to change his radio too much. Uh, he's going to no. be gone. Yeah, he's He'll be gone. talk less. Um, but, you know, TJ's blocking finally comes in handy. Um, I'll take it. <laughs> I, and the only thing, like if I was in Timmy's position, I would have been talking nonstop also, but it would have been on Channel 2 and just irate about how the fact that we can't get around this guy. <laughs> and there would have been a lot of beeps and it would have been played on TV all day long. It's just, just a super frustrating day when you can visually see your car is way better than the one in front of you, and there's nothing you can do to pass him. But you know, whatever. I honestly, I honestly thought that he would get around us because he was super fast. I just thought I figured like going into that last run, I'm like, if this is a ten lap run, the twenty two can hold him off. This what was it, 30, 40, it was 40, 40 laps, forty, 40 something laps. laps, yeah, forty two laps to just you know, and just constantly yeah. have him uh, fend was, off bat like a block. Yeah, it, it was, was it was it was pretty incredible. It was a long time. It seemed like two. <laughs> I was gonna say it probably felt like forever. To you. It did feel like forever, man. I was like, you probably think oh, it's almost over. Huh? Thirty to go. Damn it. <laughs> yeah, ten laps seemed like a hundred. All right, Chase Elliott struggled to hear his spotter and team for most of the race. Freddie. So what? Uh, I, I, I'd love to what hear are the details. The, on I'd love this. to yeah, hear the because I saw and I just saw a clip that NBC was showing of one of his crew guys had ear molds. In his hands, I heard they were going to swap his helmet. Yeah, and handed him new ear molds, and I'm like, 
you gotta be able to take your helmet off to put ear but molds in, and they hand in an ear mold. So I'm like, I thought, how is that happening? I thought if you drop your window net, you're done. No, like you could put it back up on pit road. Okay, so that I mean, I'm just, I just curious. Yeah. I mean, I we figured. talked about that yesterday with with the um, putting his hood up too. I forget who it was. Somebody raised the hood on their car and. Uh, we thought maybe that was illegal, but if you're yeah. on VDP, you can't. If yeah. you are okay. if you're not on it, you can't. DVP, not whatever DVP. the f- it is. <laughs> but yeah, you can. I think you can drop your net on pit road to to work fix on a radio issue or yeah. something. Yeah, that's understandable. Uh, but the, the, I would the, just love to hear the transmission. Like I want to know what he can hear because this is this is big. Like if you don't have communication with your team, you are. A hazard. I thought it was to be flagged. Under yellow, he could hear okay, but under greens, when he couldn't hear as much, which is shit. I mean, they said, I saw a tweet where I think it was Bob tweeted out that Pockrass, Pockrass, that they were were monitoring the situation and they felt like he had communication. But just because the spotter's talking doesn't mean he can hear it. Yeah, I mean, Eddie's a pretty smart guy. He knows. I mean, we're all going to keep talking. Yeah, you can just keep talking. Um, but you know this is huge for the playoffs. I mean, this this if you bring him in there and put him laps down trying to fix his radio, I don't know what the playoffs look like right now. The cut line, but you know he would have been twenty thirty points worse off than he is right now. So I mean, I don't know. I don't know. Like I said, I'd have to hear the radio transmission. The way to... he ran me on the apron in turn three, I'm pretty sure he didn't have a spotter. <laughs> uh, the, the, look, oh, you is, got blocked by someone other than me. There is a rule that you have to have radio communication with the spotter. And if you do not, you are black flagged. So if that was the case, he should have been black flagged. But I don't know if it was the case, right? We're just hearing this second, third hand. I mean, I had two different people tell me that he had no spotter communication. And look, man, that's dangerous. I mean, that's dangerous when the caution comes out. It's dangerous around safety vehicles. It's dangerous navigating traffic. And it's a pretty big disadvantage at times, too. So, uh, But yeah. we were all made very aware. I'm sure there was a lot of radio communication. I said it three different times on my radio to Clint. Remember, this nine may not have a spotter, uh, but that's the rules are that you have to have communication to your spotter. They're not allowed to even leave pit road unless the spotter is present yeah. on the top with the radio on. So this is a big deal, and I'm sure we'll get a lot of attention this week. I uh, Yeah, like we've had – when people have had radio issues, radio issues before, the NASCAR official will come up to you on the roof and be like, "Can your driver hear you? You need to check with him right now." And they'll scan it and listen to see. And I don't know if they did that. I really, I don't know anything other than judging by Chase's interview. I don't think he could hear because his interview, he was like, "I didn't think it was too big of a safety deal. I've raced dirt, you know, many dirt races and short track races, and this isn't a. I don't know, you know, what dirt track is seven seven lanes wide with runs coming like they are. Yeah, 180 miles an hour. I was going to say, yeah. you're not racing like South Alabama where you can just look your mirror. and He could have easily been three wide and not knowing. Yeah. And came up, you know. and But, you know, we've – I don't know. I, like I said, I don't know the details of it. Chase is uh, Chase is very experienced. He's very aware of, this, of what's going on in the racetrack. But they've checked before. And, you know, I, you've seen the official go around checking, hey, can your driver hear you? And you check and – and not to mention, man, what a feeling for a spotter! Like that's terrible. You oh, know what I mean? Awful. Like if you, you, if you, your driver can't hear you, man, you're like, it's got to be scary too. Well, you keep spotting in hopes that he does hear you, but you feel stupid yeah. even talking if he can't hear you. We made a run when I was spotting for All Guy at Daytona about four years ago. I came in about every two weeks in the shop here. Actually, I was here every week, but I kept asking Jason Burdett because you, hey, did you change the radio frequency? Now everything's the same. Everything's the same. Everything. And I kept asking. Well, 
somebody changed the frequencies here, and I got to the roof at Daytona. Justin rolls out for the first practice. You got me, Justin? Nothing. Nothing the entire time. The whole first run. We're three wide. First race of the year. The guy spent all offseason building this card. I'm like, this thing's getting ready to get destroyed because he can't hear me at Daytona. And, I mean, I had truck driver bringing me a radio. The the PR woman brought a radio the first time, and it was a talk, wasn't a talk one. <laughs> it was so messed up. But uh, it, it's a bad feeling as a spotter when your driver can't hear you. A yeah. couple tweets about this. Uh, Jordan Bianchi tweeted, Chase Elliott is asking the team if they should tell other teams about his radio issues, especially because he's been racing three wide at times on restarts while not being able to hear a spotter. And then the team asked, Chase, can you hear us at all? And there was no response. And then just recently, Scott Miller was on Sirius XM radio talking about it. Um, Scott Miller said that they ha- admitted that NASCAR might have erred in the decision to let Chase Elliott stay on track with the radio issues. Well, that's a pretty big error. What's the playoffs, Chase? Where's Chase Elliott at right he's now? He's not seven or nine out, something like that. <laughs> I think he's like seven behind Brad, maybe nine, one of them. And he should be probably 30. Uh, yeah, that's just not. Yeah, Chase is eight and fifth below Brad. That's why we carry extra radios. That's why they sit on pit road before the race. If they can't hear, hey, this guy's got a radio issue. There's yellow flag stages. You you have t- opportunity to fix this. Yeah, you can't but, you can't you can't make that mistake in the playoffs. You, I mean, it, it, that's that's ridiculous. That's like getting a flat tire during the race. I mean, you just, you got to deal with it. I mean, it's something that can go bad. It could happen to any of us. But if it happens next week, are we getting black flagged? Probably because it uh, is now. I mean, how's that? It's not fair. I'm not saying it is, but you know. Somebody's going to pay the price for this happening. Yeah, is what it is now. All right, final spot on, spot off segment here. Anthony Alfredo flips in the Xfinity Series wreck after contact with the seven, who was on the apron entering turn one. It says we started with TJ, but I feel like we should maybe start with Brett. We should say that directly after Brett's tweet that says Anthony can only drive on iRacing. (laughs) (laughs) Only only Brett can tweet something, and then three three laps later, that guy flips over. What to talk about timing? Well, I mean, we have our run ins at times, but that's that's I feel bad for him right now. <laughs> <laughs> time like that. So, Andy Alfredo flips an Xfinity Series wreck after you. Just, Justin Algaier was you. 17 <laughs> wide on the apron. Like, how did Justin think he was gonna make turn one? Because you told him to go down there. Freddie and I were uh, <laughs> were watching this thing play out, and I was like, uh oh, they're getting ready to wreck big. And I had just tweeted five minutes prior. That Alfredo can't drive unless it's on a computer. And next thing you know, this guy's flying through the air, flipping upside down. You got people like Ty Gibbs on Twitter going, oh, that was mean to say that. He's in a bad wreck. You idiot. I said it before he was in a bad wreck. I'm not <laughs> wishing ill will or injury on anybody. I think it uh, it just goes to show you how intense racing is. And, and I've said many times on this show, I think the Xfinity Series package is awesome. I think it's the best racing in NASCAR right now as a whole. And those guys went out there. I I would be willing to say that the only car that didn't hit anything on Saturday night was the 98 car. Everybody else had major freaking damage, was in major wrecks. I mean, you got guys that I've never – I mean, look, you had guys running – Josh Williams finished, what, sixth? Sixth, yeah. yeah. I mean, you're you're opening the door for those kind of storylines because – these guys are driving the piss out of these cars, and they wreck. When we were four wide yesterday, bouncing off of each other, and Matt Benedetto acting like I wasn't even in the race, he's know, slamming into me. He's blocking me. I'm running into Freddie because of this clown. <laughs> and then next thing you know, none of us wreck. Like, you can't do that in these Xfinity Series cars. And you damn sure can't make turn one at 140 miles an hour on the apron. Not like, you ain't, you're not swapping lanes like we were in them Xfinity cars. It's not happening. No. I just don't know where – like, at what point does it go through Justin's mind, like – 
you know, I'm going to have to get back up on this racetrack here Probably. in a minute. Like, <laughs> you know what point that was? Probably the point right before they hit. Right when he hung, right when he hung a right into the side. Of, who yeah. was that, the 68? Yeah, I, I mean, see his tweet. He's like, he kind of apologized oh, no, no, no. in his tweet. He didn't tweet. hit the 68. The 68 was the next car up. Who he, who'd he hit? Justin hit the 21. Who was pinned down there by the sixty-eight? Oh, okay. I, I saw him kind of put. Bl- I saw him kind of apologize, but at the same time, put blame on the sixty-eight. Like, well, the sixty-eight doesn't have to give you room on the apron, bro. You, I don't know. So that's the thing about the apron. If you drive down there, this is why. This is why we need the yellow line roll at Daytona Talladega until the last lap, at least, because we don't need these scenarios at them places. Because if there's racetrack there, these guys are going to use it. And, and there's not racetrack there. Well, there is racetrack I mean, there's, there. There's pavement. There is, but eventually the banking. There's no banking. There. I would have just ran be, through one or two on the apron. Whoa. I mean, just see I what I would have Ross Chastain and stayed in it and doored them guys up the racetracks. What I would have done. Yeah, he screwed up. He should have got in there and tried to get like wheel to wheel instead of driving yes, into his quarter. I'd stay in it and drive them up the racetrack. It was a tough day for them JRM guys. They had a. They had. We had two big wrecks on Saturday and. The one else, so, the other one caused the first one. <laughs> I, let's back up on this Alfredo guy. All right, so so Freddie and I are sitting here watching this race play out, hating on Alfredo, and, and, and we're armchair quarterbacks, right? We're couch racing. We're telling everybody what they're doing wrong. We're we're brilliant at this point, right? So Alfredo goes up there and he passes Ross Chastain with like three laps left in the stage. Well, Ross is in the playoff, right? So he has essentially taken a point away from Ross that Ross could have gained. Alfredo doesn't run full-time. Alfredo's not running for a championship. But here's what you guys need to understand. Colleg Racing pays Richard Childress Racing a lot of money. They're on the Richard Childress Racing campus, and they're getting their engines, they're getting their engineering support, they're getting their simulation support. So there should be a little bit of love there. So Alfredo and Freddie and I both looked at each other. I didn't even say it. Freddie said He was like, well, that was pretty stupid. Why would you go steal that point from them? Freddie knows what's going on with the Colleague Alliance. He works for Colleague on Saturdays. So I'm like, well, you know what, man, that was pretty stupid. Why would you rob him from that point, right? So here's the other part of this thing. Anthony Alfredo is trying to get a job at Colleague Racing right now. He has been in there and said, I want to drive these cars. I have a retired Cup Series driver call me three weeks ago. What do I do to get Anthony in, in the mix over there to get in this 10 car that Ross is vacating? And I was like, honestly, you know, call Chris Rice. That's your best play. So they've had moves being made to get him in these cars. What does he do later in the race? He completely takes Ross out of the freaking race. So now the number 10 car is wrecked. And it's because of Anthony Alfredo. Were they racing hard? Yeah. Did Alfredo run out of talent? Yeah. He ran in his freaking door and he wrecked him. Guess what sponsors on that car, people? My sponsor, Nutrinac Solutions. So when you're watching a game and you're pulling for a team and your team gets screwed, guess what? You get pissed off. I was pissed off at this Alfredo guy. I'm still pissed well, off at listen, it. Listen, man. But but no, 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 no. So so all you people that are all defending this clown, like that's fine, but you don't understand all of the storylines that are out there. This guy is literally trying to get a job at the company that he just wrecked his car. You think Chris Rice is gonna call him this morning and offer him a job? That doesn't give the other guy driving the other car a free pass to drive him, you know. I'm not saying he does. Listen, if you know a guy only has how many Xfinity stars does Anthony have? Five, six maybe? He's got more than that. I mean, he doesn't have a lot, though. He's fairly new. I don't think he has many. Jason, can you look that up? He doesn't have many Xfinity starts, and you put a guy like that, you know, out there, and he ran well the entire race. Is he on probably Ross Chastain's level? I think you could have run well the entire race because nobody that was wrecked would have run well. You're probably right. Um, 18 Xfinity starts. So he's got 18 Xfinity starts. That's, That's more than five. 
Yeah, but I mean, he, okay, it's more than five, <laughs> but that's not that's not a ton. He, and half them, what did he drive? He drove a twenty-one car for all of them. Twenty-one car. Guess what that twenty-one car did last year? It won a championship. You think that car's any good? I don't. I don't. I mean, you can't say he's going to go in there and win a championship. I didn't say it was, but that's year, a fast race car. I'm just saying, you know, Anthony to me is still inexperienced, learning, does make mistakes, doesn't. You know, you put him in a bad scenario, you put him in a bad spot. He's probably going to make a mistake, so you might want to give. We that saw guy, it on national TV. Here's you might want to give that guy a couple extra feet instead of being Ross. Race is extremely hard. We all know that Ross. If you leave a gap. Ross is going to fill it. I don't have a problem. Ross is a hard racer. Man, I don't have a problem with it. But you know that if you get around a guy that isn't to your level and still learning and you and you take the air off the spoiler and right side, you, he's going to have an issue. So it's not that Anthony went out in there. He's racing hard, trying to race for a job, man. I mean, I... You can't say, oh, he needs. I wouldn't have wrecked the guy that I'm trying to get his job. But he didn't go in there. He didn't go in there and be like, yeah, I'm done with him. Wrecked him. He's racing because he's racing for a job. I mean, you can't. I can't fault a guy for going for it, trying to race. He's not. He need. He races everybody the same. And Ross, I can. I can, and I did. It's my Twitter. It's my sponsor. Ross would have raced. Ross would have raced the same way. Ross wrecked his own teammate. Don't forget. So I did not forget. Yeah, he wrecked this guy right here. But I listen. So, what'd you say then? Oh, he's just racing hard, going for it. Anthony's doing the same thing. That's still my guy. I'm pulling for my guy. That could have been the 16 college car that Anthony's in, and it'd been hard racing. Pulling for my guy. I just pulling think. For my I think that. I think both of you are right. I think Ross races way no, too I'm hard. No, I'm right. He's wrong. Sometimes, <laughs> and Anthony should. Anthony should have been smarter just for the fact of the playoff point. Like, if I'm trying to get in this, you have two thought processes here, and it's. I'm either going to go up here, I'm going to pass this 10 car and show these guys how good I am, which I don't think is very bright, or you know, or you know, I'm going to try and help, like be a team player to the guy I'm trying to get a ride with and and you can't you know how these cars drive. You know even if this guy gets on my door, I'm going to get freed up here and probably chase up into him and I do not want to take the 10 car out of the damn playoffs when I'm here trying to get a ride in the 10 car. So, I mean, it's just you know, obviously Ross could give him more room, but we know that's not going to ever happen. Good thing Ross ain't trying to get into 16. <laughs> yeah, and uh, he might be. Um, but, you know, it's just, I don't know. I just really didn't seem very intelligent in, you, you in my make, opinion. You make your own luck in racing. When you run on a guy's door like that, he, he's probably going to mess up. And that's, you make your own luck. I'm, I, and I would be fine with, if he runs on Justin Allgaier's door and Justin Allgaier turns him in the fence, I would say, Ross, you are a moron. But when you have a guy that, like, now Ross doesn't know this about Anthony, maybe, but if I'm Anthony Alfredo, I'm going in the corner going, okay, I can't, I know what's going to happen if he gets a, I know, we all talk about, Ross, we all know how Ross races. So you know you're going in that corner, and Ross is getting ready to put it on your door. Now yeah. you have the option to get in there and, and try to race it out and know you're going to get free and possibly wreck him, or, okay, this ain't the spot where I need to do this. And and he chose to do it, and and well, maybe, racing. maybe he cost himself a job for he's next racing year. competitive well, that's good those, are the, those now, are the type of guys that they seem to like there they like guys that will race hard well, they don't like him today i was gonna say i was gonna say he might be racing <laughs> so but hannah, well, I mean, hannah we we're on this podcast last monday and, and obviously i told the story that aj almadinger had blocked me on twitter and obviously my feelings were very hurt he by cleared that. that up so so yeah i heard i saw uh, your unblock so listen to this so <laughs> Freddie and I leave here on Tuesday. We actually had our offer pad uh, guy with us, Kyle Rush, and the three of us drive to Colic. And we're walking in because we're picking up some stuff. And, and also, it's a win lunch. Freddie's celebrating his big win at the Roval. Because you didn't wreck him. And we open the door 
to Chris Rice's office, which you enter from the outside. So I open the door. Guess who's sitting right there on the right? <laughs> AJ Amadigger. And I was like, AJ, what's up? I don't say a word about him blocking me on Twitter. He doesn't say a word about blocking me on Twitter. But the, the four or five of us that are in this office, we're having a conversation. And I said something about high strung. AJ's high strung. He's like, he gets mad. He's like, I'm high strung. How about you? And I mean, he literally, he changed colors. I was like, dude, I'll admit I'm high strung. Yeah. I, yeah. It's all right. Chill out. So long story short, we had lunch together. And then obviously the, the, the podcast clip dropped and AJ saw it. Well, I knew he had unblocked me because I saw his his basically retweet of it. And uh, anyway, last time I saw that the thing, romance it, had like, began. it had like 35,000 views. But literally, it's so funny in racing is whoever you have a problem with, if you're a driver and you have a problem, the next week you're riding with that guy at driver intros. You know what I mean? But literally, we walk into this office, me, Freddie, hey, Kyle, and literally couldn't be any closer to AJ Almadinger. I was like, this is so funny. Anthony, you just need to go to lunch with Brett. It'd be all good. Yeah. Just go to lunch with Brett, Anthony. Pasta. You know, I got to give a – a shout out to Tyler Reddick for making my day a little bit better. It's nice when you get um, the old. The, this is a great image, by the way. NASCAR chasm. I'm gonna print that out. That's pretty funny. What I'm gonna print that? that out and put that in my office. Oh, yeah. You need that's the. It's that one. <laughs> Thank you. Hey. Thank you, Tyler, for Stop. that. Uh, TJ, describe it. it. It's just uh, you know, a 22 car that's six times the size of the other cars. <laughs> TJ, thanks for on TV with this podcast all the time, and you guys can see everything that we can see. What it, it is literally a well, car. I showed the camera that is bigger than the racetrack. It's like three quarters the size of the of the racetrack. <laughs> Why is awesome. that fair? Why is it you get a bigger car? It's not. That's. I'll tell you what else is funny. We're talking about this Kyle 11, uh, 16 deal, whatever. Like they've had AJ involved this week in teasing that Justin Haley's coming back next year. So. Uh, I don't know if you guys have seen the videos, but they're pretty funny. It's, it's AJ standing beside the 11 car saying he's got announcing a big, an announcement. Saying he's yeah. got a big <laughs> announcement. He's got a big announcement tomorrow. Well, today they're announcing that Justin Haley's coming back. And the way that they do this announcement is pretty creative and pretty funny. Not every team could get away with the way they're going to do it. But uh, Justin Haley, smart move to come back there, right? Yes, absolutely. He's running championship good. Championship contender, move. yeah. He I, could, this could propel him. To the Cup Series, the next, the following year when the new car comes out, that's going to open doors for him. So smart move. But uh, you know, back to AJ really quick. I know you know him well, and and I, I've I've been friends with him in the past. He's a funny dude, man. Great guy. Sorry that Brett didn't like you for a long time, AJ, but I think you're awesome. <laughs> <laughs> and the Haley deal, man. You know, I feel like this not, not his only yeah not his only option, but like where were you going to go in Cup? You know, the, we heard rumors about that Spire deal. You're not. We've talked about this this year. You know, you got a guy like Matt Kenseth in the 42 car. You never hear his name. You've heard Justin Haley a hell of a lot more than you've heard Matt Kenseth's name this year. So, you know. He's uh, running good, man. Yeah, and, Smart and, move. And there's guys, you know, there's guys moving up. When Briscoe leaves that series, there's 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 going to be some. It's going uh, to be win? Cindric and Haley next what year. What do you win? Nine races this year? That's nine races that are up for grabs next year. Justin is slowly. You don't think Riley can win that many races? Riley in the 98? I still don't know that he's going to win one race. What do you think, Hannah? You know, it's the right side look okay. Yep. We, <laughs> well, give it about <laughs> ten laps. Maybe you can make that the intro. <sighs> du, 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 du. Dude, yeah, my never gonna live it down. Never, no, I'm sorry. never. It's okay. I've come to terms with it. If we're being totally honest, Justin, hey. uh, Justin's slowly becoming. He's putting together. He rides around fifth, sixth a lot, but then you get halfway through the race, he's top three. He's um, putting together solid races. So I think it's a very smart move. I've seen him mature a lot, too, off the track. You know, having met him a couple years ago and not know him, um, 
I've seen him mature and grow a little bit on the on the personal side. He's always at that shop. I think he's putting the work in. And to Freddie's point, like why leave that car that can win races to go get in a car in the Cup Series that without a miracle like he had happen at Daytona, you're not going to win, right? So uh, one of the better plate racers right now in Xfinity Series. As well. And, and look, guys like Michael Waltrip hung their hat on that, made careers out of that. So I, I think – it's the better move, man. I, I hate to see these kids sometimes get so cup hungry that they go jump in the first cup car they can get their hands on and struggle because it's not like it used to be, man. You used to be able to get – if you're Jeff Burton, you go get in the Stavola Brothers number eight car and you worked your tail off and you proved you could not tear up cars and run top 15 and get an opportunity to then go to Roush and win races and win championships. Now, man, these kids are coming in. They're getting hot rods off the bat. Tony Stewart yeah. was one of the first ones to do it. Jeff Gordon, one of the first ones to do it. When they're getting them hot rods, man, you better perform. I mean, you look at Eric Jones right here. You know, he's been in hot rods. I've never known that guy to drive anything that wasn't great equipment. And and he's in a position in his career where he's getting ready to go backwards in terms of good equipment that he's getting in. Daniel Suarez overcame it. You know, he may be able to rebound and, and, and save his career. But but to some degree, Freddie, like we see these guys do that with a bankroll. It's not like just dumb luck. They end up back in a good car. Yeah, I mean, you know, we talked about, especially with Haley, you know, the colleague stuff, specialty stuff, Speedways, road courses, short tracks, the colleague stuff is really, really good. They've struggled a little bit mile and a half, and I think that Chris would probably be the first one to tell you that. They just don't really have the speed that they need, which AJ won all Atlanta. We were pretty good there, but also the 98 had a pit road penalty there, 22 I think also. So, you know, we kind of – some stuff went right for us that day. But, you know, I think if they could they just take that next little step, which they took a huge step this year. You know, what they, they won – I think won one, they won one race last year. Two races. Two races last yep. year and Daytona another five and this year. Yep. So, you know, I mean – it's obviously trending in the right direction. Chris has got a lot of stuff going on over there. I mean, this it's a pretty exciting deal on that colleague deal. It's it's a it's a hell of a place to go work. Um, it's fun over there. Where Chris keeps it light and fun. But yeah, you know, the, like you said, you know, there's not many guys that are there on talent anymore. You know, uh, another guy, Ryan Priest, was up there again. We talked about him last week having good runs. He was up there again, running around fifteenth, and uh, we might have wrecked him, I think. But um, you know, but it, so like, so two weeks in a row, you wreck people. Uh yeah probably, unfortunately, <laughs> two JTG cars. Uh maybe Bubba don't like J- Tad. We gotta talk about something <laughs> over there. Uh, Bubba didn't I, like, and I don't even know that we wrecked him yesterday. We kind of got in on like tight on him, kind of into one, and Ryan just got super loose and, and overcorrected it and took Jimmy Johnson out. But they both pounded the fence, and I was like, ooh. And by Bubba didn't even know what happened, so I don't know if we made contact or we just got on his door too much and and got him free, but. You know, but to your point, yeah, there's there's no more like earning the next ride with your performance. It's like, you what you got to do now is you earn, you get good performance, and you go find a sponsor, and that you know the performance earns you a sponsor. Then the sponsor gets you the next ride. So it's kind of it's all money driven, which you know we talked about that on here. You know, walking away from sponsors is is questionable moves because that's what's going to get you to the next level or the next step of your career. We've seen a couple of guys mature this year, I think, in the experience years. I think Justin's one. I think. Cindric's another one that's put together down. a solid year. So. I, I'm probably more surprised. And look, that guy's mm-hmm. in phenomenal equipment. But you still have to go out and win, manage, execute, execute yeah. and, and, and be disciplined, be focused. And he's certainly shown that he can do that. And he's being rewarded with a, with a cup car in 2022. So. And, and, and you talk about, we talk about the, the playoff points, you know. And look what happened to the 22 car on Saturday night. You know, he gets taken out early. Uh, you know, no, oh, gets, so you're admitting that I was right again. Yeah, because I told you Noah took him out. Well, and you told did, me it was Cindric's fault. He did come down on him a little bit, but Noah came up at the same time. 
just hard racing there for me and Freddie are sitting there watching us arguing over whose fault the wreck was. I watched it. I can tell you whose fault it was if y'all want to know. <laughs> what did you think? I watched the. Um, I, why am I asking you? I forgot what number that car was. I watched. <laughs> well, I mean, it was an aggressive move, but I'm not sure no one knew they were going to be three wide because the uh, the 22 was turning back inside the 10. And I don't think Noah was expecting the 22 to be in the middle. I don't come think Noah. down the hill like that. I don't think. Well, he was already there. Like, yeah. And it's natural to come up off the corner. So Noah's just coming up. He's probably expecting to go to the wall. And Who hurt. caused that wreck? Honestly, I think it's a 50 50 Oh, you just said you knew who caused it. And now you're I backing mean, out. If anybody, if anybody <laughs> oh moved, my God. it's, it's your more Noah. Your mangina right now is blowing up. To me, no offense to Noah. Ego right now no offense to Noah, but to me, I got to put more on Noah for coming up and hitting the quarter panel. There of the you 22. go. More Noah. Finally, 51% so. Noah. I win. <laughs> don't, don't block me, Noah. <laughs> Noah, don't block me. We'll go to lunch. Wow. <laughs> but but uh, to my, that point, now the 22 is what? He's only. A couple points to the good, or maybe not with Ross wrecked at the end there, maybe more. But you know, he was he was gonna cakewalk into the next round, and now he's got to race a little bit for a race. But this is why this is why you race your tail off and get them stage points all year. This is why you do that all year because things like this can happen. You can have a flat tire, you can have a radio go bad, and and anything. I mean, you talk about you know, and we talked about it last week picking our picks. You know, we we went right to Kevin Harvick and Denny Hamlin, but the twenty two winning that race yesterday. Puts a lot of pressure on the eleven. You know, now if oh, you know, it's not a you cakewalk, got, you got now. you got a you know you got one more. Alex Bowman goes and pulls a win out of Texas. Now, um, okay, now what? You know, what I mean, now you might be looking at three different winners and only one guy making it on points, which is going to be the four. Yeah. So now, if the eleven don't go out here and win a race, you know, he's he's kind of painting himself into a corner. But you know, it, it'll be interesting. But there's no obviously the, the playoff points matter, but it's no it's no cakewalk. Yeah. We're headed back to Texas to race at Texas Motor Speedway this weekend. It's always one of our favorite stops on the circuit since Brett gets to say yeehaw, and it's in such a great area. There's so much to see and do in Dallas and Fort Worth. Yep, and uh, those of you that live in Dallas, Fort Worth area, listen up. We like to tell our listeners about great services that they can use to make their lives easier. If you want to sell your home or buy a new home, then you need to go to OfferPad.com. OfferPad has a market in the Dallas and Fort Worth area, and they are eagerly awaiting you to log on to OfferPad.com, submit your home, and get a cash offer. It takes just five minutes to fill out the form and get your offer. And while you're there, why not check out the homes available in the Dallas-Fort Worth areas? There's some really awesome places there. Yeah, I can't imagine how great it would be to live in that area, man. I love going to Billy Bob's. I love going to Texas Day Brazil. Lots going on down there, man. It's all surrounded by great barbecue, good weather. It's a popular place. So start looking to move there today. Hard eight. Hard eight barbecue. Yeah. Don't miss it, babes. Get excited to make your big move and head over to OfferPad.com right now. Be sure to tell them you heard about OfferPad on this podcast. Reaction Twitter for the second official week in a row here on Door Bumper Clear. Freddie. I wonder where Brett's came from. And then after you read tweets this week, you're going to say block or follow. Tell us what you're going to do. <laughs> I'm not. What if you're not going to do it either? Well, you should do one. Brett's blocking I think it's them all. just, uh, you know. Yeah. I'm sure I got a lot of love this weekend on my Twitter. I feel like you probably did. I I was crying laughing reading at some reading some of your Saturday night. People are TJ's mean. TJ's got some funny ones, too. People can be really mean. Did y'all notice they that? Are, well, that's because they got a keyboard in front of them, and they're not standing in front of you. Yeah. 
Unlike that happens. guy in the grandstands trying to fight you. My that favorite, old man. That, that man, man would have whooped you, man. I'm going to go ahead and tell you. <laughs> He'd have grabbed you by the throat. We'd have to pull him off you. Here's my favorite. Like, my favorite people on Twitter are these people right here. This guy is at snow53328170. I mean, what, I mean, what do you got going on there? That seems like a real account. Ruboat Botsnetkov. <laughs> Congrats to Bubba for continuing his losing streak. Along with Kyle Bush, so I guess that's not that bad. Uh, uh, that's a block for you. Uh, you Bubba, so Bubba tweeted out Tennessee was having an awful day yesterday, Saturday, and Bubba tweeted out a picture of himself in a Tennessee helmet with a football, saying, "I don't think he'd get any worse," which he's lying because he is a horrible football player. But so these people are responding to that, I assume, and he's, they said, "You would wreck the offense like you do your cars." Which I think we crashed once this year, so that's accurate. Block. Was that Daytona? Of course. And then they replied, you would probably be a better quarterback than a race car driver. I assure you that it is not true. That's another block. That's all I got. You're not following anybody? I'm not following anybody. You're starting to block as much TJ, as you TJ, you won the race. Surely to God, everybody's going to be super kind to you this week on Absolutely. Twitter. Dude, TJ wins these this week. This is awesome. Dalton Good 18, already blocked. <laughs> blocked. Do we need to, need to say more? Based solely off the fact that you're a Cowboys Solely off. Yeah. So, uh, imagine liking Joey Logano. I've got an office filled with trophies and, and checker flags, so I don't have to imagine too much, man. Um, and one of them's a championship trophy. Here's the funny part about watching TJ read these things. It actually, they, these things get under his skin. I know these don't get under my skin. Not, yeah, they do. I don't. <laughs> yes, look, they do. You're lying. <laughs> look at my block list compared to you. Mine's like empty compared to you. They well, get under you don't, your skin. Use Twitter, yeah. I mean, I'm. Yeah, I mean, watch how defensive he gets after this next one. I don't even know what the next one <laughs> Put says. Put this thing on here. <laughs> <laughs> He's butt hurt. Well, this you're one, gonna not like this one already. This one's good. This okay. is a uh, Clemson, but it's a Clemson one, so it's already blocked, Block. right? <laughs> Logano wears pajamas with feet. Hashtag weirdo. <laughs> I mean, I, what if I have a pair too? I mean, TJ's got, a, TJ's got a Joey onesie at the house. Yeah. No, I got that thing. Funny that, right I've there. got that pink rabbit from the Christmas story. I actually um, like that Clemson. I'll follow, I'll follow that guy. What's that, what was that name? Brett's not gonna follow that because it has yes. it's Clemson one. This uh, literally is Clemson one. <laughs> That's funny. Um, Susan. Uh, ND in 500 Susan. That's a great name. Logano needs to be penalized for blocking. He's dangerous. Learn to drive the car, not just block people. I'm pretty sure blocking is driving the car as well. So, Susan, you're just getting blocked because that's an ignorant statement. Um, <laughs> See, he's pissed off right there. <laughs> I'm not. I mean, if I, I'm not going to follow her. So, is Footy Pajamas getting a follow? Yeah, those are pretty cool. <laughs> I follow him. Weird. I'm a weirdo. So, uh, Jeremy. This one. I like people that get get emojis in their in their um, names though. That's kind of figure cool. that out. How I do don't you know do either. Even the guy the Dalton Good 18 has a pumpkin and a ghost emoji with a checker flag. So I that's actually kind of cool. In. But I'm still blocking him. Um, literally, I'll block him on the track on Twitter. <laughs> You're on Facebook. I'll block you there too, Dalton. My space. <laughs> The only cool Dalton in the world was in that movie, Roadhouse. Roadhouse. <laughs> <laughs> I'd rather you. Uh, I can't read all this, Jason. This is this is dirty. This I would rather. 
This is, this is Brett, not dirty. This is, Are you serious? It says dirty in the- this is too TJ. I'd rather use Oprah's dirty panties after a marathon as a COVID mask than to see that little Joy Logano win a race. What a waste of a Sunday afternoon. Not follow that guy. What was that name? Uh, ben that Frank is, uh, for Prez. Yeah, Ben Frank for Prez. Well, Frank, I was going to vote for you, but not anymore. I'm glad we wasted your Sunday, Frank, and I hope we waste three more of your Sundays, too. <laughs> I hope we waste three more. Yeah, they're all on Sunday, so yeah. three more, Frank. Blocked. <laughs> so, wow. No, followed so I can see his reaction once we waste three more of them. Yeah. DJ, you got a lot of fans out there, man. <laughs> I need to guess. I just start need to Google it or looking up Joey, like Joey's uh, Twitter, so I can see what Jason's going to plan. And the ignorance of people. People were pretty nice to me after I sent out that Alfredo tweet. They were uh, they I, were coming in by the droves. The first guy that was probably my favorite. It, it was in reference to me. Ty. Brett's not the brightest. Probably why Clint's always in the back because the spotter is drunk and stupid as. <laughs> Good riddance. <laughs> that did was. You, did you memorize that? That was no. my favorite. Oh, you're reading. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, that was, I screenshot that one um, and sent it to him last night. <laughs> first of all, this Michael guy, I'm not the brightest. I guarantee you, my IQ and tax bracket are both higher than yours. So I may not be the brightest, but I'm brighter than you are. Uh, Clint's always in the back. I don't think we're always in the back. We have, I mean, we kind of finish in the back, but we kind of run in the front. Uh, I'm drunk and stupid as. F- I can't argue with that part of it. <laughs> Uh, there's some validity there. <laughs> Good riddance. Michael, I'll give you a big follow, bud. <laughs> uh, Mark Russell Piera, his his Twitter name is at Mark underscore R underscore Piera or P-head or something. I can't read. I can't spell P-head. it. Can you not be an for like three minutes? No. No. <laughs> follow. <laughs> Mark, I'm sorry. I'm, I just kind of am who I am, dude. Uh Garage Area Media, at Garage Area Media. Mark, we're following you. And it says, <laughs> to someone's response, right? I take it your driver is 100% perfect all of the time. Never made a mistake. Stupid tweet. Uh, yeah. I'm Follow. assuming that's the uh, response that's just here, like, Alfredo. Yeah, I guess. Is that, is that what you think about Danny? <laughs> yeah. No, Danny's the best. <laughs> and then the next one is <laughs> at NASCAR underscore real time, who actually is blocked. Because I blocked this guy, like this clown, years and years ago. Whoever this person <laughs> Odds is. Odds are you have most of these people blocked off. Everybody thought that this person at one point worked at RCR, whoever this real-time guy is. But it's, it's his name is NASCAR Nation for Biden slash Harris. So that's what I his, can't imagine why he wouldn't so be So that's his, like, that's his name, but his at symbol is NASCAR, NASCAR underscore real-time. Real yeah, and he likes to he create a lot of rumors out there. He He's another one of these pansy-ass parody accounts. Uh that I personally would punch in the face if I met him in real life. Are you going to punch the fat Freddy? So let's read what he had to say to me. If only your mouth could spot that. race cars as efficiently as it spews <laughs> Maybe you'd be help. Maybe you'd have helped Boyer park the 14 in victory lane this year. Awesome tweet, buddy. Follow. I'm so glad Follow. that you took the time to write me that. So kind of you. you Is guys his are face awesome. red? My face is red from laughing at you earlier. No, your face like, is red. I literally almost red. had to take my think, hat off because I got hot. I think but I seriously would punch red. that guy in the face. Him and that, <laughs> him and that, uh, that drunken Brian France guy. I'd, I'd punch oh both of them. Don't hear much is that wait? Is that account still anymore. going? Because remember, he was in a no, lawsuit. He got, no, he's an idiot, and he's got his account <laughs> yeah, suspended. And he a lost lawsuit. a lawsuit, and then now he's sober Brian F or something. I had to block him too because you know, you know, these random people will end up on my timeline. 
Am I blocked? Because like if TJ clicks like, <laughs> it'll end up on my timeline. I'm like, why do I keep getting tweets from these people? So I just block them so I never have to see them again. But yeah, he's back. I'd punch him. He lives in Atlanta. Uh, I've Dang, never. You know, well, all this came out cow. when they did the loss. Yeah. I, no, I knew it before that. Because he's buddies <laughs> Brett, with some Brett people at Stuart House. Um, oh, no, I'd, I'd, I'd punch him in the face, too. You're scared. You wow. <laughs> yeah, to death. <laughs> Thank you guys for taking time to tweet us. We really appreciate it. Uh, <laughs> please share some love next week as well. Maybe you'll make the show. <laughs> Hannah, you got any hate tweets you want to read? or uh... We got to get no? some for Hannah. Hannah, yeah. does anybody hate you? Yeah. Give, give you hate on Twitter? Just Riley's really fans. Yeah, Ty Gibbs, those oh, two. Oh, yeah. Right. Ty Gibbs don't like you? Yeah, Ty messaged me after Ty doesn't he... like me just via association. Like, it's one of those <laughs> things where, like, I hurt his buddy's feelings, so now he's all mad at me about it. And I'm like, clearly everyone is still in high school here. I I'm not worried about funny. it. I think it's funny, too. Me and AJ made up, so surely you and Riley can. Yeah, I'm not worried. I can tell that you're not worried about it. Nope. I still go to the racetrack every it's weekend. It's actually kind of a funny thing. Look at the right side. I mean, damn. <laughs> it's kind of funny if you think about <laughs> it. If it was me, I'd be so, pissed too. But so in Idaho, right? I like no one that I go to high school with. Nothing. I don't keep in touch with any of them. Anything. I went home for a wedding a couple weeks ago, and there was people that I'd went to high school with that have never watched a NASCAR race in their entire that life. That. that know about that. I was sitting there, and they're like, "Hey, we heard you called someone a douchebag on TV," <laughs> and I was like. So Riley kind of made you famous. Yes. Yeah, and some backwards way. Again, I thought I was my career was over on the front stretch. I mean, look, you're yeah. on this show, so it really blew up. I mean, yeah. I was I was so, spotting that you race. You guys had me on the show the next week to talk about it. I, yeah. I was <laughs> spotting that race, and I text Brett. I was like, oh, my God. Because you were spotting for Krause, right? Yeah. yeah. Like, we all were talking oh about it. Oh, God. That's <laughs> <laughs> funny. Yeah, I walked in the media center the next day, and I was like, mm, this is not going to be fun. And a couple people were like, that was awesome. I'm like, go. Okay, well, tell, tell the people they're going to hire me that, too, because I am not sure I have a job after this I weekend. Mean, it wasn't on purpose. It like, could have been a lot worse if you know me. Oh, yeah. It could have yeah. been way worse. Yeah. So. But it was kind of fun. I would have yeah. never known who you were until you did that. So I'm glad you did it. I'm okay. glad yeah. you're here today. Look at our friendship now. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm so glad you did that. <laughs> Maybe you should go to lunch with Riley. All right, are we doing this thing where uh, where we do this this fast lane fast question. deal? Fifth grader, I've figured out why Freddie's so good at this, TJ, because he, he repeated no, he repeated fifth grade like three times. <laughs> so that's how he knows all these answers. <laughs> I think it might have been more than that. That, and I think Freddie actually is smart enough to go back and look at how many stage points and stuff and where he well, started. It's it's a lot easier when you're me because it's either none or like one maybe or two. <laughs> that like. is true, Jason. You got to think about that. How, what's colors an octopus? I mean. <laughs> I, hey, by the way, I, I was right on the octopus. Is you guys have to eat crow on that because that is the what? correct plural for octopus. What is it? I don't, it was, I don't think it was on the show last week. Is it really? You did. You cut that out of the show. Jason, octopuses is a thing. <laughs> I found out it was. You were right afterwards, but all right, let's go. Time to hit the gas and take our Xfinity speed from the track to the studio. It is time for our weekly fast lane segment. Each of these guys, six questions, so you can answer it the fastest. TJ, worst is first. Let's go. All right, first one. How many points did Joey Logano earn in his win on Sunday? Doesn't matter. We won. <laughs> Which rookie finished in the top ten Sunday? Man, on Sunday, a rookie. Priest? No. Reddick. Damn it. Priest is not a rookie. Oh, my bad. <laughs> Wait, not a, yeah, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> Which non-playoff driver finished highest in the Xfinity Series race? 
Uh, pass. I don't know. Which or what is Michigan Stadium also known as? The Big House. What goes down but never comes up? Uh, hot air balloons. I don't know. TJ. Air. <laughs> How many times has Kim Kardashian been married? Oh my gosh, twice. Good job, TJ. Got one right. <laughs> Logano had 42 points on Sunday in his win. Christopher Bell finished high, so the rookies mm, in top 10 on Sunday. One. Daniel Hemrick highs finishing right, second. non-playoff driver in the Xfinity Series race. Rain goes down but never comes up. And Kim Kardashian's been married three times. I don't think that's true. I think the rain was coming from every angle. <laughs> you never watched Forrest Gump. Yeah. How many times? Yeah. How many times has Kim Kardashian been married? Three. Hmm. Yeah. That's not that many. I thought it was, I mean, I figured it was going to be like six or something that we didn't know about. All right, Brett, your turn. Yay. All right, where did Clint Boyer start on Sunday? 12th. Who currently occupies the fourth cup championship four spot? The what? Fourth championship four spot. Who's fourth in the standings right now? Denny Hamlin. How many cautions did the Xfinity Series race have? 109. (laughs) One big one that Brett remembers. (laughs) Other than water, what's the most consumed beverage? Michelob Ultra. Which team won the first Super Bowl? Packers. How many 12-ounce beers are in a keg? A keg? 84. Damn, 82. Yeah, Brett, you got two right. Keselowski's the fourth. Uh, It's 165. Why do you give where do you start? That's a gimme. Why didn't I have that one? Well, sometimes you get easier ones, but this week you got a hard one because you won. The only reason I knew it is because I went up there behind a pace car and I had to go back to 12. Exactly, but we all know where we start. That's simple. No, not really. Where's my damn Disney question? Uh... Keselowski's fourth in the yes. championship four standings. There was 10 cautions in the Xfinity Series race. Tea is the most consumed beverage other than the water. Nicolau Moldra. <laughs> so you were close. Tea? Who the hell drinks tea? I don't know. I thought that was well, weird, speaking too. speaking for myself. Anthony. Probably there's drinks a, tea. There's Justin. Should we come in here and ask him where the f- he was going on Sunday, Saturday? That's actually probably. <laughs> hey. You want me to get him in here? I can get him in here. Oh, okay. I think he felt I'm bad ready. about it. So he I'm did. Ready. I'm sure he did. Where'd you start, Freddie? One right. All right, Freddie. I don't know. I started. No, I started. How many positions did Bubba Wallace beat Clint Boyer by on Sunday? Eight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who they're, led- they're, they're conspiring against they us, are. TJ. It's ridiculous. <laughs> Who led the second most laps on Sunday? Joey Logano. Name one of two drivers who scored their best Xfinity career finish on Saturday. Josh Williams. What city was Michael Jordan born in? This could be your job. <laughs> this could be next year's job, man. I don't know. No, that's not a city. No idea. I know it's in North Carolina. I don't know. Raleigh. <laughs> what is the national fruit of the U.S.? Strawberry. How many chromosomes does a donkey have? <laughs> two. 64. <laughs> we you got yeah, two right. We'll have a tiebreaker in a sec here. Uh, Bubba beat Clip by eight positions. You're right about that. Denny Hamlin led the second most laps. Can't believe you got that one wrong. Fail. Both questions. Michael oh, Jordan was actually born in New York City, but York, he really? grew up in North Carolina. <laughs> You're jobless. That's it. <laughs> the blueberry is the national fruit of the U.S., and a donkey who has 62 chromosomes. Oh, who the hell eats you were a blueberry? Close. close, man. All right. Now we got a tiebreaker between Brett and Freddie. What percentage of the surface of Earth is covered by water? 75. He's not even in this. Yeah, he is. Oh, it's you're not I, in mine this. Mine were hard. I didn't get the Disney question this week. What did you say, 75? 81. 
Brett is right. It's 71%. Yeah. So it's still, still ah, congratulations, man. Brett. I told that boy I had a high IQ. See? <laughs> <laughs> you still need it for the reads. Oh, I'll celebrate my win. We're always thinking fast here on Door Bumper Clear, some of us faster than others. Guess who was fast yesterday? The race winner, Joey Logano. He posted this week's Xfinity fastest lap at Kansas. That's amazing to me. <laughs> that's amazing. You know something else that's super fast? What's that? Xfinity X5. It's more than speed, too. It's reliable, secure, so you're safe and connected throughout your entire home. Speaking of Xfinity X5, follow at Xfinity Racing on Twitter and stay connected with exclusive behind-the-scenes NASCAR content. Shout-out to Xfinity, premier partner of NASCAR and our podcast. Ask DBC. Send in your questions 24-7 on Twitter using the hashtag AskDBC. Time for Ask DBC, heading back to Twitter. Uh, first one here is from at Brad Nunn. Whenever a team is locked into the playoffs or championship race, we often hear we can experiment a little. Does this usually mean teams are making very small changes or they're swinging for the fences kind of changes? I think it goes either way. You, some teams are going to be more aggressive than others. When you, it depends on what you want to try, what you got in your, what, what's in the, you know, bag that you want to bring out. Um, now locked in, if Paul decides he wants to go and, and try something at Texas that could, you know, relate to Phoenix or somehow geometry-wise, something, anything, he can go try that, and we really don't have any penalty to pay for it now. He's got he's got time to find some speed um, to try something and see if it works or not. So, and it can be as big as big or little as you as you want. So I think if I'm Penske, man, it's pretty little. Like it's going to be air pressure things that to start the race. If I'm the 22 car, that can help the two, you know, help make that final round. Um, but it depends on where we're at in the whole scenario, right? Because you can get locked into the playoffs in the Daytona 500, and then you have a lot of races where you can play with a lot of things. So I think it really just totally depends on where we're at in the season. Right now, the 22 is not going to go to Texas with something crazy. Yeah, I mean, the way this last round plays out, it, there's really nothing – I don't – you know, there's little things you can learn here and there. But this is more during, during the year. When you win a race, you're going you're gonna to go to, say, Richmond or, or you know, you come out of Daytona, you're going to try something at Phoenix that second week knowing, all right, I'm in the playoffs. I might – you know, I need to try to hit on something that I'm going to bring back here for this championship race. But the way this round plays out, like you got two miles and a half, mile and a half and then Martinsville – Nothing of that really relates to Phoenix much, so there's not a whole lot that I think the 22 can learn. And with being one race, there's not a lot with no practice. There's not a lot he can do to help the two. Um, so, you know, I don't know. Just the way this round plays out, there's not much that, that the 22 is going to be able to do moving forward to get them ready for Phoenix. But, you know, this stuff is during the year. You know, you might bring a completely different package somewhere that you know you're going back to in the playoffs just if you're already locked in just to see if you can hit on something that's going to work down the road. We've uh, – we've been stronger at short tracks and downforce tracks so i feel good about phoenix right now but you also want to keep the momentum rolling and we were fast at texas uh the last race as well so i think we finished early we were actually in front of everybody on our our tires and our cycle there before the eight and the three stayed out we were the next car on tires in front of them guys so we should be um you want to keep momentum rolling momentum's hard to beat whenever you get momentum it's it's tough man so you we want to keep that rolling man so we want to go and win Next one is at four left turns. 
Is it important to keep diehard NASCAR fans happy or to entertain new viewers? I feel like that's a common conversation that we're having right now. I think you want to obviously try to do both, but but um, you know you're trying to you're trying to hook that new viewer into being a diehard guy. Like we've got now, like look at Bernard Pollard. Like the guys just started watching it when the pandemic hit, and now he's probably the biggest fan in the sport. You know what I mean? So you're you're just trying to hook these people in. Obviously, you don't want to lose your core fan base that you've had forever, and and we've probably alienated them a little bit somewhat. You know, in some ways this year. Um, but you know, at the same time, you're, you're trying to, you're trying to balance it in the middle and, and not just, you're trying to hook new people as well as keep the other ones happy. I think, I think retention and growth are key. I think you're right. But I mean, look, man, let's look at, uh, look at what dirty mo media is doing right here. I mean, we have two very special podcasts, one of which is a TV show. And, and I think taking new things to the marketplace during the week is a big deal. How many different, I mean, how, how similar are race hub and NASCAR America? How many different times can you watch the same show? And, and I think from a content standpoint, it's important that NASCAR keeps an open mind. And, and, I mean, look at Barstool Sports, man. When it came in here, it made a really big splash to a whole new demographic in terms of opening the door up and saying, hey, you guys should be watching NASCAR, and here's why. So I think some of the things that Jill Gregory and her group are doing, some of the things like Mike Davis, you know, Dale Jr., Matthew Dillner, um, these things help grow our sport. They also help entertain our fans. You're not going to get another podcast in, in NASCAR like what we do right here. And, and I think that content is cool, man. And, and, and I think it helps do exactly what you're saying. It helps entertain the, the existing fan because, look, we're not a bunch of dumbasses in here talking about racing. I mean, we've forgotten. Well, we are. We've, no, I don't know, man. Well, we're dumbasses. <laughs> but, do, you not, do you not read Twitter comments? But, but we literally have forgotten more than most people will ever know. Now, the, the average fan sitting on the couch – I mean, I, I so different than me in the NFL, right? I'm sitting there watching NFL games. Those guys talking about it have forgotten more than I'll ever know, right? So I, I think it's just really cool to to see different outlets do different things and take different things to the marketplace and and make it unique, man. Because without that, it's all just stale and it's all the same crap. And I'm I'm so confused. Freddie and I have talked about this over and over as recently as, as at lunch yesterday. We had lunch at the yard house right across from the racetrack. Like, why are sports so down right now? And, and, and you look at the chart that came out that basically says we're breaking even as a whole. And then you look at a horse race that's down 60-plus percent, right? So, uh, weird time for sports. Obviously, weird time for everybody with this pandemic going on. But, but I just think, man, the more unique stuff, TJ, we can have, the better it is for our fan base. Yeah, and honestly, man, NASCAR fans are some of the best fans in the world, man. They're very, they're very passionate, Obviously, look at these tweets we have to read. They're very passionate. <laughs> um, Love fest. It, it's, but that's good, man. I know your driver can't win every week, but you know what? You come back next week because your guy's got a shot again, and that's what that's what makes this great, man. And we've got a long season, and there's a lot that happens, man. They they love controversy. They 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 love our sport, and but you got to be willing to adapt to change. We can't stay the same forever. Everything in life, everything in your everyday life is evolving. Everything is. This show, podcasts weren't even a thing six, seven years ago. They weren't even in existence. Now look at them, man. We get we get tons of tweets every week. And when this show drops, how many people are happy and it makes their day? There's a guy yeah. every week that tweets us at probably uh, 4 o'clock every Tuesday morning. So, yep, my Tuesday's made already. I get to listen to the show. Yep. Um, you know, it, that's fun, man. That makes me want to come in here and record this show and, and – you know, give these people, we're making their work weeks better, but this is because of our sport, man. We go to these races, every one of us 
we race our tails off every week trying to win and we give these people you know a show and then we get to go and talk about it so nascar fans are in my opinion the best fans in the world i I, and two i mean maybe we should drink the kool-aid but we don't drink the kool-aid on here like we tell you guys we tell you guys what we think and you know i I try not to be unbiased clearly i am i'm going to pull for my car in the Xfinity series. I'm going to pull for my driver in the Cup series, but but I'm never biased. When man. I when I see on Twitter, you know, some things like, "Look, this guy's a great friend of mine." He sent out a tweet yesterday. What an incredible battle between Joey Logano and Kevin Harvick. Like, did you think that was a battle, Freddie? No. I mean, I thought it was. What? I, you didn't think we battled at the end? No. That was a. Hell I mean, of a I battle. thought you were blocking, and you were you that's were a battle. You were working. You were that's working. A battle, that's, man. That's, that's, I don't. <laughs> I think a battle is when he gets inside or outside of you, and you run too wide, which is what NASCAR was built on. IndyCar does what you guys did yesterday. Hey, I'm fine with that. That's a battle too. So I just think that that us we have an outlet here. We appreciate you guys listening. That's all it boils down to. But hey, we're we're unique content brought to you by Dirty Mo Media and Offerpad and Offerpad and Xfinity and Xfinity. It's like you guys have done this before. And and I racing with for Brett. <laughs> You hey, do you, still, do you still have it. your rig? No. No, I sold it. You he, sold it? 12 hours it was in his house. Are you serious? Yeah. It was cool for the three hours that I was there. <laughs> you should give it a shot again, man. I'll even line up some races with Anthony. If somebody would have showed me how to work it. That whole deal didn't go down at all like Clint sold it to me. Hey, Brett, give me X amount of money, and this guy's going to come to your house and set this rig up and teach you how to work it. Guess who brought it to my house? Clint. In the back of his Guess truck, Guess who showed right? me how to work it? Clint. Nobody. Dude. Yeah, Clint doesn't know how to work it. <laughs> yeah. Dude, I know he doesn't know how to work it because we were all in the – we were trying to help him, and oh, my gosh. It, it was some of the – I told him when it was happening, I've never laughed so hard. Clint getting frustrated with something like a computer is gold. Hey, you want to talk about something funny with Clint. I know I even said on the radio last night, have you watched the 14 roll up to the choose cone at all? There is no less than a five-car gap in front of him every time. No, five. That's being nice. That dude slams on the brakes out of four, and he's got a country Kansas mile in front of him before he gets to the choose cone. I said to Bubba, I said, I could, I could smell the wood burning as he rolls up. I could just, like, in my mind, I could picture it like Brett is just rattling off information. You know, yeah, what go, are you telling him 12 at that to point? the top, 11 to the bottom, and Clint's just, oh, Are you telling God. him anything? What's good, your, luck. good luck. What's your, what's your path to that choose cone? Good luck. <laughs> I hope you make the right choice. Do you, do you wait for up. the fans to lay in the grass and say top or bottom? Yeah. <laughs> yesterday. Yesterday. Bottom. All right, it's even. Pick which lane you want. Well, I was already committed to the bottom right there. Well, you've picked the top every single time. He knew coming out of four for some reason in his mind that particular time, he was he had no intention to not want to be on the bottom, but in his mind, he had already made up his mind that he was going to the bottom. I just laughed. So <laughs> guess where we went? I hinted everything I could to take the top. and Because it, it, if it's even, we wanted the top. It's even. To the bottom, it's like, the best part is like, you can, and Bubba can probably always <laughs> tell what it is because I'm always counting which cars are in the preferred lane. So it's like, I'm like, you know, one top, two top, three top, four top, five top. <laughs> that, that's, and that's Clint. Clint. <laughs> He's not a fan of that. When cone. Brett, when Brett says, "All right, it's a shoes cone," Clint's just bum. He goes down to first, but bum. <laughs> he, he, yeah, he doesn't do well with that. <laughs> It's awesome though, man. Clint, Three to I, go. I can't wait for Clint to be on on TV. <laughs> I can't wait for it. It's oh, gonna man. be funny. Yes, it is. So, last question here on Ask DBC from Evan Anderson, Evan thirty three Anderson. 
Do you think NASCAR is doing enough to market the final races races of Jimmy Johnson's career? Doesn't he have like three tunnels named after him and a couple nature trails? <laughs> Jimmy, they named you know what they named a road at Kentucky after him. Then we decided not to go there anymore <laughs> behind the racetrack. But you know what? Uh, they should have named the elevator which, after him. Which one has the tunnel? That's the rear entrance tunnel that Homestead. they then is at home, and then they renamed it. <laughs> yeah. I don't like to fly, but I would I would literally enjoy getting in an airplane that is going to drop the bomb on that place and blow it up. <laughs> what, Kentucky? Uh, yeah. I, you know, to, to Evan's point here, man, Jimmy might be the best. Um, he's one of the best of all time. I think, uh, you know, I wouldn't mind I wouldn't mind putting him and Clint on the front of every week, you know, just to lead the field around for a lap or two just to kind of show Can you spot us a lap? <laughs> Um, Can you let us go green like 30 seconds before everybody else? <laughs> Maybe that. Uh, I mean, both both class acts, man. You know, Jimmy's accomplished so much, and Clint's been a, a staple in the sport. And, and you know, these guys, uh, we're going to miss them. We're going to miss them for sure, man. That 48's been Jimmy for how many years now? Like uh, probably 19. Yeah, it's been forever, man. So it, it, Jimmy's a class act guy, so – you know, I don't know. We're going to miss these guys, and it's nice. You know, we need. I like recognizing them at the races, and I hope maybe next year we can do certain things. Maybe to to when we go to certain places to still recognize them guys for for you know doing their part in the sport. Evan, I think your question is more specific to racetracks. You know, because these racetracks are the ones that are celebrating. It's the last time Jimmy Johnson is coming to their venue and running their race. I think when you see NASCAR do enough, it'll be when you see him going to the Hall of Fame. I mean, that's kind of what their deal is there. So I, I don't I don't know how much NASCAR should be marketing that he's, you know, retiring in terms of their TV broadcast and their ads that they run. Like, um, I don't know, man. It's a weird time. I've seen a lot of guys retire. This will be the second driver I've retired in, in my career with Clint leaving. So, that's um, sad, too, but, though, but, man. But, look, yesterday, you know, I got a call from Kip yesterday morning, and it was – first thing he asked me was, am I awake yet? And what I was time like, was it? I was like, barely. Like, you could have waited till 10. I don't know why you're calling me at 6 in the morning. I'm just kidding. <laughs> it wasn't that early. Um, but but Kip said, hey, we, you know, we're obviously in Kansas. We want to do something. And you guys will like this. We want to do something fun for Clint. We want to bring him to the f- front of the field. So lap one, we're going to do this. Lap two, we're going to do this. Lap three, we're going to do this. Lap four, we're going to do this. And I'm like, okay. And he's like, so – yeah, I was like, hey, you know, it'd be kind of cool to surprise Clint with this. And Kit was like, uh, I was like, you think he'll screw it up? And he's like, yes, let's make sure everybody's on the same page here. We don't want this to be screwed up on national television. So I actually sent the crew chief and Clint a message and and basically outlined what was going to happen. And then obviously Kit went and got with Johnny, the crew chief. So, um, hey, look, these guys have earned it, man. What's Clint, 15, 16 years in the Cup Series? Got to be. Um, Xfinity Series champion, won a lot of races, you know, finished second in the championship to Brad Keselowski a few years back, has had a hell of a time, and, and has been a big personality, and that's what the sport needs is personalities, because without personalities, it's boring. Yeah, you got, like, you got to love Clint just for the fact that he, more so than probably any other driver, he is willing to, like, tell a joke on himself. I was watching, he did an interview with uh, Chase Wilhelm yesterday, and I turned it on, and Clint, they were talking about um, – 
that deal leading a lap, you know, getting to the front and clinching. I think I believe this is gonna be the most laps I've ever led at Kansas. <laughs> like it's just just not a place I'm very good at. But he's you know like self deprecating to where he can he can make fun of himself. And a lot of these guys' egos won't let them do that. And I think that's why Clint's so much fun. But yeah, hopefully these guys get their due. You know, NASCAR is gonna have something big for Jimmy at Phoenix. I'm sure you know he'll be up there pacing the field. I'm sure or something. Um, and like you said, you know, automatic Hall of Famer as soon as he's eligible. So you know, just obviously he's not going out the way this, this season's been awful, but. You know, he's probably better off just getting out of here and, and moving on to the next step. Going I hope he gets racing. tabbed really quick to that short track series thing that Tony and them are doing, that Ray and Tony are doing. Cause Superstar be, racing yeah, experience? Yeah, he'd be awesome. That's shaping that. up to be so cool with, like, Paul Tracy, yeah. Labonte's in it. Um, who else is in it right now? There's a bunch. Yeah, Tony Kanon. Yeah. It's going to be super cool. And it's on CBS, too. I will tell you that Jimmy is uh, – you don't see the the fun Jimmy Johnson a lot on TV and that, but Jimmy is a fun dude to hang out with. G- not not quite on Clint's level, but Jimmy is Jimmy's a lot of fun. Clint is a lifetime. He could probably do some sort of like raffles or something where you could win an experience for like a week, like a night out with Clint, and it would be worth every dollar you put into it. <laughs> That would happen. Yes, that actually, that guaranteed to be happen. I did do that when I hung out with Clint. <laughs> did you blow a motor? No. Yeah, you did. All right, I did. It's fine. <laughs> All right, last question, which is our offer pad question of the week. What is the neighborhood that you live in like? Um, just explaining it as if there's lots of kids, nice sidewalks, quiet, lively. I'll tell you what I got in my neighborhood. I saw this the other day. I was walking out to the mailbox, which is weird now. Like, in your underwear? Happened? Yeah. This is my drawers. My, my, <laughs> footy, my footy pajamas. <laughs> um, and, I, like, no, I guess no houses have mailboxes anymore. Like, my whole neighborhood is just like a bank of mailboxes. Like, you don't have a mailbox at your house. Really? And then there's, a, I, yeah. like, every new neighborhood I go into now is the same way. Huh. Um, but so I was going out to my mailbox, which is just down the road in that so little circle. So it's like you're in an apartment complex. Yeah, basically. Yeah, it's like a, they're starting to do that more and more. I've seen um, that. So the mailman's lazy. So I, I come, I'm driving back to my house. I'm walking back to my house, actually. I'm sorry. That's a surprise. Yeah, I know. I needed to get out of my house for a minute. And there is a lady walking a cat. A cat? Who walks a cat? I've never seen On this a leash? Before. On a leash. I saw. It, was like, it walking weird. nicely? Yeah, just, just walking around, smelling. What do you bushes. call her? Catwoman? I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> I just, but yeah, my neighborhood's all. It's a kind of a, you know, just a, a brand new neighborhood. So it's house. Oh man, you should get a There's cat. Always... And walk it too and meet up with her. Hey, you want to? Mo would try to have a cat? dog out. You want to have yeah. a cat date? <laughs> I just never seen anybody in my in my life walking a cat like. Was it just a regular cat? Yeah, just because a cat on a leash. Just you chill. know, there's some of them people that get them cats that are like. Part what, what I don't know what you call them. They're like they they got they're a little bit bigger. Um, I don't know. You know you know what I'm talking about. Uh, yeah, they're called. A... They, no, it's not a. <laughs> do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, because mine. That's what mine is back home, and it's a he's he's a yeah, big he's cat. Like part something else. It's called too. a panther. Oh. <laughs> My neighborhood. I live in a cul-de-sac, and there's a kid at the end of the street that's building like his own go kart. And he'll get ripping down, up and down our street. And it's like redneck go-kart. Like, it's not like, you know, a nice yeah. go-kart. Oh, yeah. yeah. He's got My, that uh, thing wound up, no shirt, shorts, cowboy oh, boots, nice. ripping up and down our sidewalk. I'm like, that's a great can you not welcome to Harrisburg. Can, can you not get Dylan to come back inside? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Dylan, put your shirt on. Dylan, get your shirt on and get inside, damn it. <laughs> 
Oh, my, my neighborhood is full of golf carts, man. We got golf carts everywhere. Your kids are ripping no. around on the golf cart. Your neighborhood half is full of them scooters. I ain't never seen more motorized vehicles in Brett's neighborhood. I got a, that's what I was going to tell you that you need, Freddie. I got a spin scooter. Man, it, what do I need that for? I need to walk, is what I need. <laughs> I need no, to jog. You need a, you need I need a, to run. I'm telling you, man. I it's just, I'm the same way. Imagine. We got we got one of the things called a fat scooter, P H A T scooter. It's got me? a really wide tire, and mm, I go. bought them. So what happened is my girls were on the golf cart, and my oldest was 14, and they got pulled over by the cops, <laughs> and the cops scared Joey to death. And look, Joey's a chicken anyway. She she gets full blown. Freaked out if she gets in trouble. Keely gets in trouble. She doesn't care, right? Keely's 12. So she comes home just a complete mess because this cop was hes kind of rude to her, but whatever. I don't care. So she gets home, and I was like, fine. I'll just buy you guys scooters. So I go and I get them a couple of these fat scooters. So now, man, they just tool around on these scooters everywhere in the neighborhood. But I grew up in a really small town where you rode your bicycle everywhere. We had a town pool, and it was $2 a day to, to go to the town pool. And so I rode my bicycle town pool. I went every day from two to five and came home. And so we've got a little pool in our neighborhood too. So they get to ride their little scooters to the pool. Like it's, man, I love my neighborhood. Really big green area. It's called the green. And we could play football. Me and Booty go play baseball. Like, I don't know, man. I, everywhere I've ever tried to live since I had kids was make it fun for the kids, you know, and, and, and go live in a hotel for three weeks and get your car broken into and have dogs pissing and everywhere and stepping in it barefooted yeah it's a great life hey speaking of Bodie, another another championship yeah. yesterday championship went four and oh this Dude, weekend this i'm telling you i said it earlier they, they went from last year it was i think they went from not winning a game they went from the sandlot to like the the boston red sox now yeah, yeah. of their league like they were like Okay, you get, we're going to let you guys into the playoffs because you're so bad. And then they won everything since. We were two and seventeen last year. This year we're ten <laughs> and three with three championships. How'd you get into the playoffs? Did you get a waiver? Got new coaches. Waiver. Kick, <laughs> we kicked the coaches out. We got new coaching staff. That's uh, that's pretty amazing, man. And he travel gets, baseball is the best, dude. This kid's got a ring, the size of Freddie's hand. Did like, he get another yeah. one yesterday? Yeah, got I was another say, ring. Freddie had one in here the other day. He's got more more bling than ludicrous, man. He's. <laughs> <laughs> he hit some bombs this weekend too, so all forty pounds of him. And I will tell you, like, I've never seen two dudes into like baseball as much as what or softball, baseball as you and Hamlin. They've got this stuff is so serious. They've got parents that sit there and literally do play by play on apps. That's amazing. It makes me want to actually put my you know start my kids in softball and stuff yeah so. i wish the girls would have done it with their dancers keely's tried it and she just she wants madeline to was into dance and stella's i think is gonna play soccer because uh every time i we go play over the we go play at the park and there's soccer fields there and they're real nice and there's nothing nobody over there late morning early afternoon stuff there's so nothing more expensive in life than a girl taking dance holy cow oh, unless your girl drives race cars oh that's true that is true that's true that's not okay, normal. Ask though. my dad. That's we got out of dance, and she does gymnastics now. But you're I think a, Stella's you're a unicorn, be, Hannah. You're not normal. Something. Stella's going to be the soccer player. So I still owe you a hundred bucks too. I need I to bring you a new you. shirt too. I know mine got stolen. We I saw one last that. night. Yeah. Oh, we did see a Hannah Newhouse shirt last night. No Big shit. house. Really? Yeah. Eric, Eric Jones, not that Eric Jones. Yeah, Eric, Eric Todd Jones. Yeah, Eric Todd. Did you have my shirt on? Yeah. Love it. I want Hannah needs to bring me. I saw Hannah signing all these cards, so make sure you get your your Panini Hannah Newhouse signed trading card. Dude, yeah, I get people send me the Panini cards, and I'm surprised there's. I didn't know you had a trading card. I thought a Panini was a sandwich. It is, man. (laughs) Yeah, that's what I was thinking. (laughs) Toasted. Uh, Hannah's got trading cards, man. That's big time. Yep. 
Wait, I just want to rant about one thing really fast. Gary I Winning have lost all productivity because of Among Us that you tweeted that <laughs> oh, one day. Oh, my God. I had no idea what this was, and I'd kind of seen about <laughs> it. And I was like, all right. So I got on there, and I tried to jump in, and then I was texting him. I'm like, what the hell is this game? He's like, I don't know, but it's fun. I'm like, you are no help. So then Garrett Smith <laughs> started helping too, me. Man. You, and then Bubba's hosting some. So mm. I'm jumping in on these games, and I'm like laying in bed trying to figure out how to play this game. What's your game or tag? Produ- what is it? Uh, I think it's just Han New, H-A-N-N-E-W. Oh. Han New, sus. John, John, so John's like, John sees Brett's tweet, so he jumps up. He goes, I'm going to go see if I can get in Brett's game. So he jumps in there. He gets, he gets in there. And I, I hear him from the front room. He goes, I don't think Brett knows what to do. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I hop in there, and Brett doesn't know I'm in there. And I'm just trying to get people to vote Brett out. Because you vote people out. And I'm like, yeah. as soon as it th- I call meetings and stuff, and I'm like, Brett, sus, because that means suspicious. They're all voting for Brett. I'm like, I saw Brett vent. He's leaving. You know, the- <laughs> Because if you're the, if you're the, the um, imposter, the imposter. imposter, you can use all the vents and go to different room stuff. And I'm like, I saw Brett vent. So <laughs> I'm not a patient imposter. Like if somebody turns around, I'm like, yeah, dude, slice I've been the imposter like twice and I always kill people right in front John of everyone. Says, John goes, I think he's just following me, trying to kill me every time I get in here. <laughs> <laughs> so Among Us is an app and you're essentially this little stupid looking character. There's like 10 people in there and it and, tells you when you go in. And you're either running 7,000 miles an hour in this game or you're crawling, like depending on what speed the host sets I don't at. like the fast deal. And, and, There's and, too much. And so TJ's texting me saying he's trying to set me up on, on the game. <laughs> but I'm in there, man. My girls love to play it. I don't even understand what's going on. If I'm the imposter, I have fun. If I'm so his crewmate, daughter's in there playing as serious as can be, like, well, this person is. I'm like, nah, Brett sus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, so, it, so it's hard for me to follow the dang game, though, because, like, Literally, you can come up, Hannah, and kill TJ, and it it automatically like goes to that screen of oh, dead body been found. And I'm like, well, that's when somebody reports I'm the like, body. But I'm like, dang, I don't even remember what color the person was that was standing beside of me. <laughs> so then all these people start getting in trouble, and I'm like, man, I'm just gonna follow what they're saying. I don't know what's going on. We should just—I'm not doing it with you guys or telling you my name because I'll just get voted off in in the very beginning. But we should do a a DBC Among Us. We should. Night yeah, one time. we should. You know, like Tuesday at nine or something like that. We'll do thirty minutes of it. There was a huge DBC fan in there with me, and every time we were the imposters, we were both together. We won like three in a row. Yeah. I'm really good at that imposter stuff. I'm going to get voted out, so it doesn't matter. I'm not. Yeah, I usually get voted is. out too. You spot for Logano, you're out. Oh, TJ Box was uh, one of the one of the characters. Names. Oh, that yeah, yeah, that's I right. I saw that guy. Yeah, because was, what was yeah. the other guy? Butt uh, nugget. Butt or nugget. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> Reddick sent me a text. Reddick's like. I, that wasn't my name because he tweeted something about it. He goes, I was trying to get in there. I'm like, are you sure that wasn't you? I was pretty sure that was you. I mean, if we got Tyler and, and us and Bubba in there, man, we could have a – We could have a fun game. Like oh Ryan DaCosta that all, We're all suspicious. It doesn't it. matter. But let me ask you all this. Like the game ends, and Keely was the one hosting the game. The game ends, and I get kicked out. I can't even get back in my her own game. Like, how do why, why do I keep getting well, kicked out? Well, you just out? you don't you either click just play again right there, and it puts you back in the same server. Well, after that five second ad, I do that, but then I still got booted. Pay for the app, man. You're just not. You've already oh, got I your money worth no out of app. it. I don't know. Can I pay for it? Yeah, you can get rid of ads for like ninety nine cents. Oh, mm. you have a golf cart. You, you can bar- afford ninety nine cents. <laughs> you want to? You want to borrow a dollar? Yeah, yeah. I need to borrow a dollar. Anna, can you borrow a dollar? I know you get one hundred. Yeah, now I'm gonna get yeah ninety nine. <laughs> you got ninety nine problems, but Among Us isn't one. Yep. Who picks first, TJ? Of course, he can't win. I can yeah, so win. Freddie's Ooh. up now, guys. Thirteen over eleven over nine over Brett and TJ. Yeah, TJ, you lost. Congratulations. <laughs> I can still tie Brett. I can. I could. I can still pass you, honestly. 
if you don't win and I win the next three. What's the weather going to be like this weekend? So <laughs> 77 okay. degrees and sunny in Texas nice. this weekend. I'm That's sure like we'll have 40 miles an Man, hour winds. I don't want to jinx him. I'm going to go. Uh, he was fast there last time. Made an error. I don't think he makes the same error again. He's got a really fast race car. I'm going to go with Jimmy Johnson. Wow. I like Jimmy, man. I want to see him do good. Well, you just jinxed him. I'll go uh, Denny Hamlin. What do you think about that, Freddie? I think that's a great pick. I would. I don't know who you could pick that's any better than that. I'm either right on or way off because I've got a first, two seconds. That's more than you. You have one first, and then you're bad. I am going to – I guess one more win, and I win, right? you got to take Quinn. I'll take Kevin Harvick. Oh, wow. Swing him. That's, that's a tough one, Freddie. All right, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. DBC Picks is in. We're off Texas Motor Speedway. Looking forward to a fun weekend at Texas. I want to win a hat. Wide racetrack, but not a wide groove, TJ. You agree with that? It is a very narrow. One of the widest tracks we run at, but the groove is one of the narrowest. Can't even see them when they run the bottom of turn two. <laughs> it's true. Like the bottom of turn three at Talladega when they disappear. Oh, that was a figment of your imagination. I text Kip that morning. I'm like, hey. Where's the racetrack? Uh, we can't see. Is He's there a like, chicane? Well, nothing's changed. I'm like, well, that that's wrong. <laughs> Something's changed because now we can't see cars over there. No, they've raised the dirt up when they fixed yeah. that tunnel. They raised the dirt up and put campers there. So now it's like, hey, I lost you. Clear. <laughs> yeah, thanks for joining us. Hope uh, you have a good week. Thanks for the awesome tweets we had to read. I'm sorry about ruining your Sunday. Three to go. Better soak it up. Te- uh, Texas... Martinsville Phoenix just doesn't roll off the tongue like Texas Phoenix Homestead used to. It doesn't, but, man. Sounds but, weird. But it is the last three. I, you know, I, I'm going to miss Homestead being the last race in the sense of it's fun. Like, it's you can go south and go to the Keys. You can go north and go to South Beach. So like, I, I don't know. It's going to feel weird for, for a hot minute, I think. It does, man. There was just something about the season ending at Homestead. It was, um, I don't know. It was just fitting. I think Phoenix is awesome. It's just, I mean, yeah. it's new and it's, it's something weird different. Ending. We haven't done it in so long. I mean, Homestead's been the last race since what, 99? Oh, a long time. Before my time. I mean, it was Atlanta forever and then it was Homestead. And it's just going to feel weird. It's not going to feel like the last race, I don't think. Man, I, I just, I enjoyed waking up in Homestead in the mornings there and just, man, you're, we, we were in Key Largo a lot. So I was down there and, and uh, man, you just wake up. I don't know, man. It's just something nice about it. Just ending it it's in. It's a fun trip, too. The fans, everything about it. Like, everyone's excited. And I love Phoenix, but it's just not not Homestead, you know? Yeah. And, and uh, Homestead, a great racetrack, too. So, All right. We've tried to close this show three times yeah, now. I'm sorry. <laughs> Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you next week. We are. Bye. See you. Check out Dirty Mo Media on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Dirty Mo.